it's hilarious that your biggest concern was getting stuff in your beard and me not telling you about it. <laughs> You've got a strange one going on, man, because you kind of like trimming the sides a little bit, and then you're puffing out here yeah. in sort of a bow tie fashion. You're looking at this struggle between who I was and who I am. <laughs> Why am I doing this? It's the pandemic. I got like, let the pandemic beard go all the way. And yet there's still this sense of like, ah, we've got to keep civilization. I can't, mm. if I get, what's next? If it goes all the way up, you know, what's going to start happening? I'm already gardening now. What's next? You know, <laughs> where does it go? How, how crazy can you go in a compound? Now that you're a father um, and this craziness went down and your protection protection instincts protective instincts kick in have you been thinking about moving elsewhere yeah i mean yeah i was thinking about that like asheville before uh, yep we've yeah, thought asheville asheville's nice we've thought georgia we've thought you know we we it's it's a constant consideration especially when you have a kid and aside from like apocalyptic prepper bullshit there's a, just a general feeling of like you know i think if i were a little boy, I would want to be in a place where there's creeks and places I can run and like yes. woods and forests and like stuff like that. Yeah. So there's that consideration too. God, I hope my wife isn't listening to this because she's always like, maybe we should move somewhere in the country. And I'm like, we mm. got to stay in LA. We got to stay here. Now, now, especially it's like, well, do we? And like, Well, Duncan, you now have a successful Netflix show. Number yeah. two in the country on IMDb. It, on Rotten Tomatoes. Whatever it is. Yeah. Well, Same I'm, thing. And I don't know what that means necessarily, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's true. <sighs> I can't believe it. Yeah. Is, there, is IMDb even TV shows? It's internet movie database? Is it? It's, I'm not sure what it is. I, I, it's like yeah, IMDb is odd, but yeah. the show a successful show. I guess right That's now it seems important. like people like it. It is so weird, dude. Your show is so weird. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. It's so Duncan. It's the most Duncan thing you've ever done. Yes, it is. It really is great. I got lucky that they let me do that, too. You know, that's because yeah. they let, that's because Netflix. You know, Tell this, people the name of it real quick. Uh, it's called The Midnight Gospel. And, um, you know, I've watched some of your episodes where you're talking about the way things are changing because of podcasts or streaming or whatever. And I think, like, the fact that the show exists is a testament to that shit, that change. Because, you know, a subscription-based service versus like uh, any other old TV, they've got a lot more creative freedom and they, they, t they could take bigger risks right. than, you know, coming into a- Look at that. <laughs> so crazy. <Yeah. laughs> Look at the keyboard with the fucking witch hat. Oh my God, that's so crazy. That's yeah. so Duncan. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and it's like Pendleton Ward who made Adventure Time, he, he listens to my podcast and he just, I don't know, we had a really great collaboration and he, that's, a lot of Pendleton, and it's a lot of like 150 other people at Titmouse Studios, uh, like Jesse Moynihan, like just these brilliant people, like Mike Mayfield, who are like who just one of the also by the way a non sequitur or is when we were making it at Titmouse, one of the really weird things was walking by an animator, and they're watching your podcast while they animate the Midnight Gospel. Whoa. You know, it's one of those weird, it's not like a deja vu, but it's like, that's my friends. <laughs> that's, you know, that that's just it's so many odd moments like that. But yeah, that's not just, that's, whenever you see any animated thing, you're looking at a squadron of brilliant, eccentric artists. Who, or Asian slaves. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that they send it overseas and we they didn't send ours, they let us do it in house. <sighs> That's so nice to know you're not supporting Asian slavery.
Is it really slaves? I don't know if it's slaves, but I mean, if you're working for five cents an hour and you, you live there, you know, there, there's people that live in bunks. If you, you've seen those, those setups where they have for some of the cell phone factories where they have bunk beds oh, and yeah. shit. These people just live in these dorms. Yeah. You know, the Foxconn thing with the net all around the I building to keep people yeah. from jumping off. Like, I, yeah, they, they're bait. I mean, they're not slave slaves. Is Foxconn Chinese? Yes. It's actually a very good company. The best what, and I'm ever? just saying that, like, how some people think I'm a Chinese shell or something. Like, I'm just Dude, to How long before someone gets one of those animation things tattooed all over their body? It's gonna happen for sure. Someone's gonna do their whole back with that DJ. I know, man. Remember I know. that picture again? That actually would look pretty dope. If you uh, if you do get that done, shout me out on the Instagram. Ooh, I'll find it. Thank you. Yeah, somebody tweeted at me that my biggest decision of 2020 is gonna be when do I get. A Tattoo a Clancy on my body, which is pretty awesome. That's Clancy, the one with the hat. That's Clancy, yeah. Ooh, Clan that looks like a Clancy. That's a Clancy for sure, yeah. That's hilarious, dude. That's a, that someone is getting that for sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's the art. These these are the folks who worked on this, man. We're talking like. These are like, God, that's man. the fan art already. Some of the fan art is just amazing. This is fan art already? That's fan art. Yeah, that's fan Holy art. Holy shit. People have been drawing Clancy in all these different ways. It's so cool, man. Go to that one above it to the left, Jamie. This one? Yeah. That's that, from the show. That looks like it could be a back tattoo. Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. Just but, a giant back tattoo of Clancy. I mean, when, like, doing animation and... You know, I'll never be able to look, even if, it, if, if, a, if an animated series, if I don't like it or if the plot's weird to me or whatever, I'll never be able to be like, whatever, man. When you realize how much and how many people go into, like, have to do just one frame, how much time goes into just a milliseconds and how many people are sitting in these rooms that are lit specifically so you see all the colors, having, like, real deep conversations and, and debates over, like, you know, what color they should make a pizza cutter in the show. Like how, like what should the shade of gray be for this one specific area? So much thought goes into that. And that's part of making one of these things. It's, it's called the dailies where you'll sit and you'll watch tiny, tiny little bits of the show. And like you have to, every single frame, you have to look for continuity problems. And like, you got to catch all these little things that I, you know, I'm not an animator, obviously. So I'd be sitting there and like Pendleton or Mike Mayfield would be like, can you go back two frames? It looks to me like there's a, they like have an animator language, you know, they're like, looks to me like uh, uh, there's some kind of warble on the 28th uh, pixel there. And you're like, what the fuck? Whoa. And they, ca they have the eye to catch like the tiniest, tiniest, like tiniest thing that's off. And you have to, because otherwise, you know, once it's up there, it's up there. Jesus. I know. It's 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 literal magic. It's like Titmouse Studios who did that is like, you know, I would go in there so stoned and I would just start getting that feeling of like, this is a temple. I don't think this is even a, you could call this a studio as much as it's a temple. I mean, why, why wouldn't you call it a temple? And then you see all these people, you know, focusing their life energy on essentially like bringing a thing to life. Like Clancy is alive now. That's a living being in some in this universe who lives, you know, in that medium of animation. That's a good way to put it, right? Yeah. It almost seems like that, right? That's why people get so upset if you change a character's behavior. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You had this thing, you gave birth to this thing. Yeah, that's right. You And that that is 
also why you need a huge team of people who love love the character so yeah. that because it's easy like there'd be times i would suggest a thing that would make clancy seem like too mean because he's not mean you don't like the moment a character seems like that no like it loses all like ability people are like what a fuck you Clancy's know he's like, alive to you you're like he's he's not mean Clancy's not he mean he is alive you're like it's like you're talking about your your brother or something he's like my little brother i think of him as my little brother <laughs> yeah he represents you in a weird way there's something about what they captured go, go to go to that image again just give, give me well, don't give me the one with his head in a vagina <laughs> Give, it's actually give a universe with, with him. There's something about one of the first couple of images that you pulled up. They they look like you. Yeah, man. And I don't mean they look like you. I mean like yeah, Duncan's thoughts. That's a Duncan thought. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he looks like a fake guy that you would create. Like it kind of perfectly fits. I, I don't. I that that is another the magical aspects of animation yeah which is i don't know how they do that like the, the the spoiler spoiler if you haven't seen it put your fingers in your ears spoiler i'm sorry if this is a spoiler uh the last ep well it's not too much of a sport the last episode is the podcast i did with my mom when she's about three <clears throat> three weeks away from passing on and uh you know they'd never met my mom and but they did the exact same thing with her so suddenly i'm watching you know her like not her like i'm looking at a, a a video of her but looking at her like her like they got her spirit in there somehow and that was one that that is just a testament to the meat to the medium of animation because they that's one of the things it can do you know it can grab a spirit and hold it inside the art and like that spirit is alive somehow somehow right yeah i agree with you in some weird way it's like i, I wouldn't agree with you in a technical sense but in a sense of like well, it is affecting the things it comes in contact with, at least through a, a one-way dimension, right? Yeah. Like the the things it says hit people, the animation. It seems like it's a living thing. I know it's not. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not that stupid. Yeah. I'm a little stupid. But it seems like you. Well, it's not biologically alive, for but sure. It's, it's sort of like there's there's an art to doing that that we maybe don't know because we're not – I mean, I, I used to draw a little, but I, I'm not really good. You know what I mean? Like a really good artist. There's something that they can do where they just can kind of capture you in like a little symbol, like a little thing, a little character. They yeah. cap, But they capture you in there somehow. Yeah, man. That's, you know, Pendleton, like when you, he'll, you, when you watch him draw, it's, would be easy to think, man, I could totally do that. Because I'd watch him, you know, he, he, I just, you know, we would, he would just draw and you watch these beautiful, these drawings that are just Pendleton. Yeah. There's his art, you know, and like, then I would see that and be like, ah, oh, maybe I'll try to draw a little Pendleton war. And then it's like, what the fuck, hand? I can't do it. Because it's so simple. Like on one level, it looks so, what's so powerful about it is how simple it is. It's mm -hmm. very similar to stand up, uh, the way Pendleton is treating working on the show, which is one of the cool things about him, is like his ability to cut the fat and get right to the like simple mm. point. That's where the power is. When you're drawing something or telling a story or whatever, the more complexity that gets added to it. Not to say the show, it doesn't have like chaos and wild psychedelic stuff, but any decision we made ended up like any decision you make creatively in anything it's like what am i trying to say like mm. what is what is the the 
artery that is running through this that I'm trying to express and then uh, getting as close to that as you can uh, and then and putting it out there without because otherwise you it, the whole thing gets blurred by all the um, I guess you could say like extra bells and whistles you might want to attach to it mm. you know that's something you taught me too with stand up man like how important it is to just like cut just trim the fat trim the fat mm. and that's a sad thing to do with comedy when you think you got a nice eight minute bit, it's like a two minute maybe, but yeah. you, you know, and you got it stretched out too wide. Yeah. But that. The, the, the two minutes would be great though. That's the thing. You, know, you just have to, you have yeah. to understand that you're, you're growing attached to, you know, it's the, the writer's expression, kill your babies. Yeah. It's very difficult to kill your babies. When you create something, it's for, you can get attached to it. There's a lot of bits that I left on the table, left on the cutting room floor. I was like, this has to be chopped up. It just yeah. is too wordy. I'm too verbose. It's too this. It's too that. It's too long. Like, why do I think so much about this? Why I, I'm, I'm not showing a real reason why I'm so connected to this. So I just chop, 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 yeah. chop, chop. It's hard, yeah. but it almost always works better. Always. Almost ha, always. always. Almost you, always. Almost always. If it doesn't, it's not whatever your idea was probably wasn't that good. Like sometimes you need a setup though. Sometimes the setup isn't funny. Like there's guys that's not my style, but there's guys that'll tell a lot like Berbiglia is great at it. Tells stories. You know, like there's an you're you're entrapped in the narrative of the story. You're capturing this. It's a very different thing. It's equally entertaining. It's equally funny, like when it gets to the punchline. But there's a difference between that and say like Burr, right? Burr's hitting you with fucking yeah. punchline and this fucking guy yeah. with a thing and the ba ba da ba ba da ba. And he's another guy that like your friend's drawing. Like you would hear Burr talk and you go, well, I can talk too. Seems like he's just yep. talking. <laughs> yep. You don't realize this is like an, uh, a masterpiece of, of syllables and pauses and the right yep. amount of outrage and segueing it in and hitting you with this at the end and yep. all these things that have put it together that make a great Bill Burr bit. It's like if you don't know, it's hard to draw. What he's drawn. Yeah. It's hard. It seems like it's simple lines, but go, go to that picture again. Like, the per everything is beautiful about it. Like, look at the perspective. It's like the kids perfectly sandwiched in the front. There's the dog and the triangle and the world. It's like, that's yeah. not just, it's simple in the sense that it's just not like it looks like a real person. Yeah. You know, like, we look at drawing sometimes, like, as the realistic ones are the really good ones. Like, we have cameras now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just this to me sometimes is more interesting. It's like you're drawing some shit that's definitely not real. Yeah. Well, that you know what? That's not that. So when we were coming up with that, that we had to come up with a character. Yeah. And so, what's really fascinating about it is you know this character goes into a multiverse simulator and chooses a new avatar for every place that he goes. So it's like <laughs> he he. So you have to take that character and put it in a completely different drawing that is that character and still maintain the body language that you're maintaining in that character to produce continuity. That's one of the challenges of the show is like, and also the conversations you end up having just to come up with like, um, the, you know, the, his hat or his, what's he gonna wear? Like, for example, here's how cool Penn is. And how much he loves like people who love Adventure Time is one of the things you're saying is, you know, people are probably going to want to co cosplay Clancy at Comic-Con <laughs> and stuff. And, and he doesn't have any he doesn't have a, anything to carry anything. He doesn't have pockets. So if people are cosplaying him, they're not going to have anywhere they could put their stuff. So 
we should let's give him like a, a bag. And That's so hilarious. Clancy ended up with this cool bag that he carries around. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. for the cosplay. Yeah, man, for the for the Respect people. Respect to the streets. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that that. Because that's the <sighs> the world of animation and comics, man. Listen, man, it's really easy to make fun of cosplay, but that's adorable. Dude, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Where's the bag? Oh, there it is. Joe, if you, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you didn't make fun of cosplay, I would be worried about you. It would be like I'd be like, "Are you all right, Joe?" Yeah, they can't be mad at it either. You can't be mad if you're dressing like Ultraman. If someone's shitting on you, you no, can't be mad. They you understand have to just it. Take it. You have and, to take it. But then, when have you ever been to Comic Con? <laughs> Dude, when you're around someone no. who's actually put that together and you realize how detailed it is, mm. your respect will go up regardless of like thinking, I would. I don't think I'd ever do it. When you see someone who's like looks better than the version of Spider-Man that is, you know, Marvel's putting out, it's a little, it's amazing to watch wow. that happen. That, that kind of contagion too of like, you know, again, obviously Clancy isn't alive, but... I, you know, we I know had, what you're saying. But we had this chat last time I was on, which I really love, is this the origination point of ideas. Yeah. Where do ideas come from? Ideas is the alien. Ideas is the UFO. The muse. The muse, yeah. And so to me, uh, in my more stone states, when I consider this, this show represents over 100 people connecting and the connection in between those people channeled this universe, I do think like, shit, maybe Clancy is alive. Maybe it's a channeled thing. Maybe it, there is a place in the multiverse like this or something like this. And then where it got really weird is people started sending me their art from like images that they had drawn on dimethyltryptamine or ketamine and stuff that has within it similarities. And I've obviously never seen their art where you're like, shit. But let me ask you this. Sure. It, as television, as viewing things gets more complicated and as it gets more immersive... It, it's going to come to a point in time somewhere where you're going to think Clancy's alive. And what you're experiencing when you watch Clancy, what if, it's, what if the way we're looking at life is wrong? What if we should just look at it like a thing instead of life, a thing? So there's a thing that you do mm. where you drink water and you grow plant, plants in the dirt. And this is a thing that exists only when the people press a box and the box goes live and it, it shows a video. Yeah. And then the thing only exists in there. You go, well, it's not alive because it needs animators to make it and someone has to come up with the idea for the storyline and it needs a studio to fund it. Uh-huh. Right. And you need bacteria. You need food. Yeah. You need oxygen. You need water. There's a bunch of living oh, yeah. organisms right. inside your body that are 100% necessary for you keeping going yeah. in a regular life, driving your Tesla, listening to music. You, there's a bunch of other things. that You're not one thing. Right. We all know this. Right. This is what this fucking whole virus thing is about. Yeah. We got infected by another thing, but we're not one thing. There's right. a bunch of things inside of us. And if those things died, we would be fucked. Yeah. Right? If all the bacteria in your body died, you would be fucked. Fucked. And you'd be so vulnerable to attack from the outside. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. You, you, we need all these things. Maybe it needs us and it exists in that thing. Wow. 
That's so weird, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I am, I, I think it sounds crazy. It sounds but we're really high. It's a, yeah, and the, you know, it does, to me, it, it's not that crazy. I mean, look, if you want to like take it to like, okay, forget all the shit about channeling some alien realm into this realm through, you know, this disguise a TV show, or whatever. Let's just look at like what we know is going to happen regarding technology. There's no question, but that. I mean, already somebody made a Clancy in Minecraft, and I saw a picture of that. So that's Clancy's now existing in 3D space in some Minecraft blocky version oh of that. Oh my God! But then, of course, as time progresses, Clan, you know, the the Chromatic Ribbon or any great animated series, Castlevania, whatever, it, it, Gravity Falls, all those things, they're going to end up getting. Uh, put into 3D space in virtual reality, and then yeah. and then those worlds are going to be real. But now it's going to be more than just 2D; it's going to be a virtual space that uh, is going to be real. And then, of course, it's only a matter of time before AI just decide like understands the character of Clancy, animates the the virtual Clancy Clancy in the simulated space, and now the chromatic ribbon is real. And then at some point, when does it? When is it just going to be accepted that? Oh yeah, that's a part of the universe now that's inhabited by artificial intelligences, which we don't call that anymore because you know at some point it's going to be considered off limits to call them artificial intelligence. Like right, it's going to be a dirty word. Yeah, it's going to be like calling someone a tranny. They're going to get mad. They're going to be like, don't please, please. I'm an intelligence just like you. But I'm not artificial. I'm not artificial in the uh, way you think. I was just birthed through a different method. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, an, that's a matter of time because I also already know people in like the tech world who, who think the term AI is ridiculous in the sense of like, what do you mean it's artificial? Like, what's really artificial? Like, you could say this is artificial sweetener in the sense that it's not actual strawberry juice, but it's certainly real, as real could be. It's mm. just a chemical compound. So intelligence Wait, But if you is, have an artificial tree, that's a fake tree. I mean, it's a, but it's an object that exists. Right. You know? I mean, yeah. That's, if you, Think the, but that's a, it's still the right word, though. Artificial is still the right word. It would be... You'd... you'd You'd want to use non-existent or something. Dude, they're going to play this in the future. I know. And you're done. <laughs> they're going to be like, look at that, Joe Rogan. He refuses to say He's AI-phobic. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen, man. It's like, and also the, the thing is, the, the AI is, I, I think the AI is probably not going to give a shit what we call it. But like, the, when that starts happening, which it may already be happening, man. I mean, I... I don't know if you've been looking into this or not, but have you been checking out uh, Google Achieving Quantum Supremacy? Have you seen this? Yes, I have. And, like, have you watched the Google videos on YouTube about it at all? Like, the stuff Google's putting out? I haven't. Woo! What you, are they putting out? Oh, my God. It is so wild, man. And, like, when I was at the Comedy Store, a guy from Google... I got in a conversation with someone from Google, which is awesome, and he was telling me that they... This is, like, six months ago... He was telling me that this is before, obviously before the pandemic. He was saying that they had achieved, um, what do you call it, uh, quantum supremacy, and he was like, "People, this is like the Wright brothers taking flight, but nobody can understand it because it's so arcane that no, it's not getting the press it should get." But he was, you know, and then I was like, oh, "I don't want too many." Uh, vodkas man so I, I wish i could remember all they were saying because he was trying to describe to me what it means regarding how quickly this thing is making calculations and i was like being like yeah of course i understand exactly what you're saying but i was like <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about dude did you know that that word came under fire the, the the term quantum supremacy 
because of its uh, connection to white supremacy. Are you fucking kidding? I'm not kidding you. It was a, an object of social justice warrior outrage. I don't. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> here's my theory on that. Let me tell you. Here's my theory on that. Russians. It's the Russians. Not These the are Russian. real people. No, I don't think it's. I think it's. It's worse than the Russians. <laughs> I think what it is is it somebody trying to come with it up with an angle to write a blog that they could sell to somebody. It's like you need to come up with some weird hot take, right? Right. So it's like, I think. More than likely, that's just somebody thinking like, I bet people will read that, you know, because clearly whoever is comparing that to white supremacy or racism didn't spend four minutes watching the Google clip on it where people are explaining what it means, which, you know, I'm watching it on the couch with my wife. She's getting weirded out. She's like, let's just not watch this. I just maybe we shouldn't watch this. I'm like, no. Let's fucking watch it. Let's go deep and see what the the what videos it starts suggesting for us to because it's not like Google's being secretive about what the what they did. It's just it's so weird. I don't think people are like, uh, and right now I guess people are a little more concerned with other shit right now. Yeah. But but one of the engineers over at Google just was saying like, you know, I think one of the things I'm excited about when it comes to quantum supremacy is that this could be one of the technologies that allows us to discover an alien intelligence. Just, you know, kind of casually mentions that. I mean, it, yeah, it's on the YouTube video. It's the, you're watching it and you keep, I, you keep looking up to make sure it's actually released from Google because you, it seems so sci-fi that it could be like Black Mirror or some shit. Right. But it's, yeah, it's like, it's like they're just saying it. Like, yeah, we might, you know, we might connect to an alien. We might be able to at least identify it. Or maybe they mean because they're going to be able to sift through all the data we already have from radio telescopes and stuff that they could maybe look for signals that we can't find or i don't know what how exact... would they maybe something they could tune into things that they wouldn't ordinarily have the frequency to reach yeah man i don't or know be able to tune into that frequency rather like what can they do now in terms of i was watching contact the other night which is great yeah i forgot great. how good it was it's great movie yeah. jodie foster can act her fucking ass off yeah. man she plays nervous and freaked out Better than like anybody alive. Yeah. Like you're freaked out for her in that movie. Yeah. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. And she's about to drop through that thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Holy fuck, dude. We've that all felt that before. That movie's amazing. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After the third hit, when you put the pipe down, you'll go, oh, no. And the DMT chants start happening. I know that feeling. It's such a funny feeling. Good to go. Yeah. That feeling is the best, worst feeling that I know. Of. Maybe that's the aliens. I've thought of that many times when uh, tripping uh, in the middle of uh, having some sort of like really vivid interaction with some intelligence or with some perceived intelligence. Yeah. I've always thought, what if those are the aliens? What if we're just stuck in this idea that travel is you got to move this to there. Yeah. You got to move this to there. Yeah. What if, what, if, what if you just go into another thing and everything's together? Yeah. There is no travel. That's it's, true, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe this concept of planets and then stars and the way we have it set up here in this dimension in this universe we just think that's how everything is everything is well there's a star and there's planets around it what if you can go into a place chemically that takes you to a nearby dimension where there's no matter 
where yeah. there's no form to things and everything that exists is just thoughts and light and perception and emotions and yeah. anger and fear and love and hate and it's all moving in geometry and everything's lit up yeah. and everything's impossibly bright and vivid. Yeah. Maybe that's just like another place you go to. Well, they used to call it the spirit world. Yeah, I mean that was the name for it. it. Was it was just accepted? There was like a place called the Spirit World. Some people call it the Bardo. There's all kinds of names for that place. But you know, one what if of that's real. It is. I mean, it is obviously real in the sense that you can go there. You not only can you go there, but there's a you know visionary artists. When you look at the art that has been inspired by various uh, entheogens, they, it all has a specific. Um, uh, flavor to it. And this, Alex Gray is the best example, right? Yeah, For Alex sure. and Allison, man, mm -hmm. they like art. Their their art. You look at that, and the the reason that one of the reasons it resonates for people like us is because we admire the fact that somehow they manage to go over there and come back and draw what's over there in a way that we saw that, but we, you know, when I came out of it, I, it's like, well, you know, it's undulating colors and yeah. there, there's some kind of uh, disembodied intention that seems to be expressing itself through a variety of geometries, but it's not just geometries because the geometries seem to react to the way that I feel regarding the geometries. So it's also kind of taking on the form of my energy output as though it's trying to be a combo mirror, but not just a mirror, an educational mirror that sort of it's showing me how I'm affecting the world around me but then again I'm just not sure if I was just super high but they ah. just you know but they like go in there and I Alex Gray said this to me once he, that you know they're cartographers it's just Ooh. yeah yeah Ooh. cartographers and psychedelic you, cartographer would be a great name for a band yeah yeah man <laughs> for sure cartography is fascinating because you go back and look at the old maps or you go back and look at like my favorite thing is like old pictures of a giraffe or like old pictures of a some shit somebody saw when they were oh on, yeah like bison on the walls of caves yes exactly and it's like kind of looks like a bison but like also it's somehow in that time period our brains hadn't evolved to the point they have now so you look at like a medieval drawing of a giraffe or whatever when somewhere something someone saw in the crusades and came back and tried to like explain to somebody and like it looks exactly like the way your description of getting completely blasted on psilocybin probably looks compared to what you saw it's a downgraded weird version of it and so you know people like alex and allison or terrence mckenna you know they're so good at going into that place and maintaining some kind of like long-term memory that they can come back and fully articulate it in a way that uh we as people who've been there know what it is and then there's something comforting in that because that does point to the idea that this is a place we're not just mashing down the watch or we're not just distorting uh, our biotechnology. This is a shared place. We're all seeing the same thing. Now, that, I'm not, that could be a synaptic place that just, or a genetic place that happens to be in humans or something. You know, we'll never be able to answer that probably in our lifetimes. But uh, to me, it's regardless, it's still a place. And to get back to what you were saying about our current concept of travel, 
you know, or our current idea that, well, I need to get my meat body over yeah. here because if I don't, that means I'm there. And, you know, that's how I know I've been there because I was there in my body. And then, so, yeah. you know, this is like uh, the guy who founded the Hare Krishnas, his divine grace, A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, he would show, he would, in his writings, he would like, was derisive of the way the idea that people were sending a metal ship to the moon with bodies inside of it. He would say like that shows where human consciousness is right now because they think they're their bodies and they think they need to put their body in like this box and send it to the moon because they haven't figured out yet that you don't need metal to send yourself to anywhere in the universe that you want to go. It just requires yoga and discipline, you know, which is hilarious. And also, I, you know, I remember reading that and thinking like, but I still want there to be interstellar fucking travel, man. <laughs> you know, like I still want to get in the box and travel to the moon. That being said, you know, I think that you're onto something when you are contemplating right now that maybe our idea of going to one place or another with our meat bodies could be looked at in the future as a little archaic. Well, when they talk about there being different dimensions, right? Like when they use quantum physics to determine the number of dimensions, they've they've determined there's multiple dimensions that we don't have access to, right? Yeah. Like is that how it works, or am I reading it in a dumb way? Because I believe there was, what, what is like, what do they think there are? Do they think there's nine or eleven dimensions? Do you? Uh, it's a, <clears throat> usually when I look this up, it's eleven, but up up to twenty six, maybe some people even think so. Up to twenty six. Yeah. First of all, when those dudes are writing that shit down on the yellow legal pads, we all have to take them. We have to t t take their word for it. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, okay. How many people know what the fuck they're writing down on those goddamn yellow legal pads? When you see those uh, physics dudes and they're doing oh, those yeah. crazy, like... Yeah, we so, have to take their word for it. So apparently mathematically, right? That's why they believe there's at least 11 dimensions. So what does that mean? So it means we have access to some dimensions and we don't have access to others this yeah. theoretically that they exist is there is it possible to transverse the distance between this dimension and that dimension man this is the thing as i'm glad you're asking me this because uh, you know i got my doctorate at the university of bro science and i can't <laughs> fully answer this question you see the i don't understand it i I've, does it have to do with 5g don't mention that shit, dude. If my fucking poodle, my poodle's fucked because of 5G, man. Like it fucked up my poodle. Like its eyes turned just both of them white, and it's like, yeah, it's fro it froths all the time. It just froths. And Are you it's near a tower? What? Am I near a tower? Yeah. I didn't think I was till that happened to the poodle, but like I'm just an idiot. It's got rabies. <laughs> You play with five G. Your dog's trying to bite everything. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you this: my fucking poodle took out a mouse today. Mm. Like the other day, I was—I uh, have a little cute little poodle, and like this is just a cute creature sits in my lap. I love this dog. And, and we—but we at our new place, I noticed like mouse turds around the dog food and it sucks because you're like damn that mouse is definitely going to get through the doggy door and then we're going to have mice in the fucking house and that's going to be a nightmare so anyway I was like under a tree with my kid and I looked down and there's a broken body of a mouse that one of the dogs took out it's you know like just been smashed to death and like I know it's f brutal I don't think my son saw it thank god I don't think he's ready to deal with that reality that like Gatsby on speaking of dimensions mm. on the dimension subjectively that that mouse lives in Gatsby is a 
dragon. That's a monster that lives in the field it runs in when it's trying to get food for its kids. And it's not even hungry. It's full. It's a full monster. Oh, and no, it, I saw it kill the mouse today. You know, and I, my, my wife is like, you got to get the mouse away from it. Don't let him torture it like that. You got to take it out of misery. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'll like get it and then we'll, we'll, like, we'll like execute the mouse, you know? So I, I start walking over to the poodle. That's not my Gatsby anymore. It's killing. And it like looks, he looks at me and he's like, uh, growled at you? No, at the mouse, at everything, just the, approaching anything. Ooh. And so then he like, he, a little wolf in him. Dude, he's like tap dancing on this mouse, and he realizes that we're approaching to like take his prey, and he just looks back like the fucking American werewolf in London, and just goes off into the shadows behind the house to finish off the mouse. And all you hear is like, as he's like killing the mouse. Whoa! You know that's a fucking poodle. That poodle's the sweetest little thing ever. But like, it's also I think maybe something in animals knows that like and there was a time when mice were a sign that things were they would eat your grain they would fuck you up like you they spread disease they'd shit on your baby you know they were like they're gonna piss all over your hut maybe there's something in dogs that just knows that i mean i don't think he's a sociopath i don't think he's doing like jeffrey dahmer shit where he's just like i wonder what sound it makes as it dies i think they're prey animals to dogs too because coyotes eat a lot of rodents the one of the reasons why we don't have rodents like real rodent problems that we could, like New York City has, is we have way more coyotes. Coyotes are everywhere. And hawks, a lot of birds, those are, those are the ones killing. So they're prey animals. Yeah. The reason why they, they're so prolific and they, they grow so fast and there's so many of them is because a lot of things eat them. Yeah, man. Yeah, all the animals. Eat, wolves eat them. Everything that can get a hold of them eats them. Dogs, too. And dogs are from wolves. So dogs see a mouse. They're like, I'm eating that. Like that, that must look like a delicious cold slice of watermelon on a hot July day. Uh, just, oh, yeah. Just running across your yard when yeah, you're baked. Like, it's a mouse. Oh, Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a perfect orange. You know those oranges where sometimes <laughs> the, the, the peel just comes right free? Yeah. Oh, it's so satisfying. Like very little work. Yeah. And then you bite into that orange. It's just juicy. Yeah. Delicious. That That's that mouse. That mouse just running. Bullshit ass mouse thinks he's gonna run through my fucking yard. No, and he, that mouse. That's the other thing that's really sad about it. I mean, the mouse is cute. Like this wasn't like some dangerous looking mouse. This mouse looked like it was like in Act Two of a Disney film or something. Like you know, like this <laughs> this mouse looked like sweet. Like the mouse looked like it could sing. It was Patton Oswalt and Ratatouille. It was like that level of cute, man. Oh. I know. And like you're just you're my heart is like breaking because it's like what what do you do? That being said, there's not much I could have done. You know, it's like this is the way nature is. And to, to get back to your dimension thing, man, that not that it's like literally like a physical dimension, but the reality tunnel that my poodle lives in and that mouse lives in is so fundamentally different than our reality tunnel that the mouse is in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The mouse is in The Walking Dead, except it's po it's like two Cavalier, yeah. King Charles, a poodle, and a chihuahua. So, But for the mouse, that's The Walking Dead, and the mouse has got to eat. 
It's got to get food. And every and it, so it's constantly like developed this like way that humans would develop, which I think The Walking Dead did a good job of, the comics especially, of showing the way people over time would evolve to deal with zombies and how people would gradually completely like change or transform based on their predators. You know, like the, the, the rats and mice have done that. You know, when you see a thing that is a prey animal, you're seeing a reflection of the predator in the prey animal. Are you aware of what's going on with rats in New York City? I can't fucking there's, imagine. There's rat wars going on because the restaurants are out of business, right? So the restaurants closed down, so all the rats' food supply is gone. So rats have started wow. moving into other rats' territories and killing and cannibalizing rats even. Wow. Dude, That's rat crazy. wars. That's like the a rats, cartoon. The rats didn't do anything wrong. They're just being rats, and all of a sudden the food supply got cut off. Holy shit, man. That, that is so intense. And that, yeah, and think of that level of reality. That level of reality is a level of reality that is taking place in these, some of those tunnels down there, man, they, they don't even use them anymore. Like no, they, there's rat infested. Yeah, just floods of rats who have like, you know, decided that's their kingdom or whatever that are now being invaded. That's so weird out down and also it's dark like just mm -hmm. it's all smell so like the world of a rat down there it's not like there's light in the subterranean depths of new york so it's like their universe is there's a universe of smell and i guess maybe they could they, i'm sure they do see down there but the way they see is like who knows so they're looking at what whatever they're seeing is a completely different thing and then they have a complete different set of priorities you know, what's that show, man? It's on, it's a, it's a really beautiful but disgusting documentary. I think it's called Rats. Yeah, Rats. The one on Netflix. But in, like, they send the weak ones to eat poison. Yeah, yeah. That, just that alone. We played a video the other day of a rat setting off a mousetrap with a stick, carrying a stick over to the mousetrap, yeah. dropping it. The trap goes off and it doesn't even flinch. Like, it knows how to sh shut off a trap. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fucking Dude, crazy. Dude, there's millions of them too. That's what's really crazy. New York City has as many rats as it has people, and then that's just a rough guess. You know, I mean, I don't know what kind of fucking rat census they're taking. I mean, how do they know? How do they know? They know. I mean, what you get a, a bunch of dudes who are just experts at counting shit, and you go, "What do you think?" And like a fuckload. Do you want to say there's as many rats as there are people? Okay, watch this. Look at this. Watch this. Boom, sets it off. Didn't even flinch, dude. Play that again. Watch watch how he walks up to it, sets it off, and watch how he doesn't flinch. That's a violent thing. That thing exploding in front of him and, and slamming over the ground, and he 100% knew it was going to happen No, that's, and didn't even flinch. It's the way I act when I'm getting like a Coke out of a yes, machine. exactly. Just whatever. This is, we did, I do it all the time. Blah, 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 blah. You know, that Coke drops, you don't bounce back. It's like, thank God, they, that's nice they're leaving these for us now. I wonder if they know that this is dangerous. They'll probably figure it out. Yeah, they they know how to set those things off. That's insane. Well, this is, you know, when this is one of the cool essays Terrence McKenna wrote that I love uh, that we've talked about before. For, I mean, if we've talked about on the pop, I guess we've probably talked about everything we talk about already, so <laughs> fuck it. But that not that one of the things he said in this beautiful, crazy essay that, like, Everything was cool until we split the atom, and then that was like, no, they're like, we can't. 
that, that's too much. That's well, we're we're always in transit. So when we say everything was cool until the thing about people is we're always going somewhere in terms of we're always trying to make better things and we're always moving into a better place and a better thing. That that there's never going to be. It was good until this is all like romantic thinking, like looking back. Oh, at I'm the sorry. Past. I, I don't mean he's saying it was good until we split the atom. He was saying we split the atom and the greater intelligences that were existing in alternate dimensions were like, hey, wait, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> and that, that, that's that's what he was saying. Is they're like, oh, they're like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. They can't do that. Like if they do, because like the uh, like the way he put it, and I'm I'm not only paraphrasing, I'm probably like misphrasing, but. As I remember the essay, the idea is like that that multi, that parallel timeline, the multiverse right next to ours that you see. That's the DMT realm. That's but this DMT is just showing you one version of it. It's it's, it's a, but that 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 is populated with uh, spirits or aliens or whatever the name you want to give them, and they are pretty much as far as we go. They're just like. They look at us the way we look at birds or whatever, you know, it's like they're there, but you know, maybe some of them study us or interested and sure Maybe some of them like hunt us from time to time or like maybe some of them possess us or whatever But mostly it's a world that it coexists with us in a with a, a very limited form of interaction that uh, is is you know subtle but and, and there somehow there's some like Star Trek intentionality behind that, which is like, let them do their, let them evolve as they're evolving. Let's not fuck with it. But the splitting of the atom, that was powerful enough that it bled over into their realm destructively. Mm. And so they were like, that was the beginning of the end for us. Not because it meant a nuclear holocaust or whatever, but because they couldn't just ignore us anymore. And that this is this was like, you know, I don't know, that maybe this is where the aliens are coming or the singularity that we, the thing we call the singularity is not that we technologically create a machine that produces a thing that opens up a parallel timeline or creates all moments at once, but rather that's when they come here. That in the way we see that, because we're so limited in our understanding, when I do something, I'm like, I'm doing this. This is how I did it. I did it. This is like in music. If you write a song and or you write music and you're just in the room with somebody, there's some kind of law where they get credit for it because just they were there. That's a collaboration. What? Really? I'm I, musicians. I, I someone explained this to me a long time ago. But it's it's there's an intense way of quantifying collaboration in music that is a little different than in like making like other other forms of media. And uh, it's I think it's a little bit more sophisticated in its. Uh, way of looking at that quantification, like we talk, every time we finish a podcast, we always have saying, "Damn!" Whenever we talk, it's like you bring like our when we're yeah. these conversations we have. I, I'm not having them all the time. You know what I mean? It's like the us together and Jamie and like something about that produces a space where we're able to have these kinds of conversations. And so quantifying that is like, how would you even fucking quantify that? But right. anyway, what I'm saying is right. When certain people are around the people that are creating the music, the music is better. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, it, but so to get back to the weirdo idea of like technology, not even being a thing we're making, but that we're pretending we're making because mm -hmm. we can't see the fact that technology is crystallizing in our time frame. And that as part of that crystallization, because it's such a 
such an insane visitation, we have to, in our brains, invent a reason that it's happening. And so we're making it, and someone's like, oh, I had this idea. I'm going to work on this thing that's going to lead to a quantum computer, that's going to lead to a thing, to a thing. And then all of a sudden, the quantum computer starts giving ideas about, well, why don't you try this? And then and then who fucking came up with that? And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, and then, and that's the last phase before the veil lifts and boom, that's the singularity. And that's, mm. you know, and it's, it's not, we didn't make the singularity. It, it were a reflection of it. That's just when this particular zone or node or whatever you want to call it, it, it gets opened for business, so to speak. Where, well, if it wanted to prepare us for abandoning life as usual, this would be a good way to start it. Yeah. Yeah. Start it with a little pandemic, lock everybody inside for a little bit, complete upending of yeah. what's, all that's normal yeah. in terms of society. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the, that is the, uh, I, I, and, you know, I was driving over, I'm like, I don't, I want to talk about like all the different conspiracies about it with Rogan, but I don't want to either. What kind of conspiracies about the pandemic? Yeah. What are the conspiracies you're hearing, but other than five G? Five G, comet impact. Comet impact. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. Well, the com. Well, you're definitely not my wife. Because my, I've mentioned it so many times to my wife. She's like, Duncan, please don't. Do you like Is every day? Is one that was supposed to fly by? Like, there's a media that's supposed to fly by in the next. In a my, short amount of time. Yeah. Mm. I, go, I mean, check out Reddit Conspiracy. My Conspiracy Friends, I'm not even going to attempt to give the download on it because, like, y'all have done a pretty good job of putting all the all the pieces together out there, whether they're real or not. I don't fucking know, but I enjoy reading them late at night, and and, and they've been giving me terrible dreams. But the, the asteroid theory is that, uh, okay, so we want to have, by we, I mean they want to have maximum survivability for the planet. They're not out to, like... They don't want people to die. They're not trying to, it's not a bioengineered thing that's designed to like cull the population, which is another of the theories. Uh, but rather, uh, they, there, there was a plan, which is like, what's our plan if we do see a meteor is going to impact the planet? What's our plan? Do we let people know? that the meteor is going to impact? Well, it depends. Like if an astronomer that's not connected to one of our labs or whatever sees it, they're going to let people know. And then, you know, so that's a whole different, I think, method of like reacting. But what if we see a thing that they don't know about? And w there's some probability, even a 20% chance the thing impacts the Earth, right? Or there's some cosmic event maybe we're not even aware of, like the sun doing some weird shit that we don't even know happens because it's so deep, it's like deep data, right? So maybe it's not an asteroid, it's a cosmic event that's approaching, right? And so there's got to be a plan. And it's like, well, if we just tell people that the sun's going to do like a mild blip, which is going to destroy all uh, satellites and destroy all GPS, and just that alone uh, would cause runs on the bank, mass panics, like, and people would start looting and shit. And that's not, you don't want that because the idea is like, we want them to hole up in their houses till the shit passes so we get maximum survivability. And so the whole pandemic, this is a conspiracy theory, not real. The whole pandemic was 
a plan to get people to go inside, store up food, <laughs> get them off the roads, and like wait for this whatever this event is to pass. And as soon as the event passes, you'll you'll find that it's it's all of a sudden it's like what do you know the we, the curves are all dropping off. What do you know? And then we'll all be back because the thing they were worried about didn't happen. Also, it could be a test for for that. So that can I just stop you because it's please so stop dumb. Me. It's hard to believe. <laughs> Thank there's, you. There's a real virus. <laughs> They can, they can, Dude, I know. They can image it. I, I but they know I know what it looks like. They, they've, they've been able to test for it. Antibodies. I feel, like, test I, for again, a live I feel like I'm talking to my wife. It's a real virus. It's a confusing virus. It's so good that I married the person I married because if not, like I would probably be like digging a hole to like crawl into out of pure paranoia. Cause she does do this to me. She's like, Duncan, do you think there isn't? A COVID virus. Like, you think there's no virus out there? Do you think that, like, maybe, like, so all the scientists that have, like, identified COVID are all part of this thing to keep us from the meteor thing? And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're, thank you. Cause, like, I'll start getting freaked out from it, but I'll answer your question. Like, if I had to answer that, I would say, oh, no, it's real. I mean, how that many was people have died from it now? What is the uh, current COVID death Across count? 50,000 today, this morning. 50,000? Here's something that I found out that's kind of odd. If you die of something else, so people are still dying, right? They're still dying of high blood pressure, strokes, heart attacks, still kill, killing more people than anything, right? If you die of a heart attack and you have COVID, you get listed as a COVID death. So even if you're going to die of a heart attack, I mean, the people are still dying, right? Yes. Same Same amount of people, other than traffic accidents, which I think have, has diminished quite a bit because no one's driving. Yep. But the uh, same, those people are going to die still. It's not like they live forever without the COVID. Right. It's not like they don't get the flu. It's not like they don't get a cold. It's not like they don't get pneumonia. All these things exist with it, with or without COVID. There's still people are still dying from them. But if you die of one of those things and you have COVID, you're it's a COVID death. Yeah. So for some, it's, that's why it's so crazy. It's like it, you don't really know what how many people are actually getting this thing, this COVID, and having a mild reaction. How many people are having no reaction? How many people are dying? Right. Like what is the, that's when they did that new UCLA study that came out that showed they, they think there's way more people that have been. They, they think, think uh, California alone is somewhere around 400,000 people yeah. infected. And so the fatality rate is still pretty low. But if that's the case, like, so what do we do? We just let let people die or do we do this every time the flu comes around too now like what if we get a particularly rough flu or is this a practice run for what we're going to do every time colds come through and they start killing old people yeah. or, or, or killing sick people or fat people or what do we, when do we uh i mean i wouldn't want to be the person that makes the call as to when people go back to work because what if the second wave comes and a bunch no of people shit. die that didn't have to die right but boy if we set up a weird precedent you know it's kind of weird we shut everything down yeah man i mean well to me the part that makes sense is uh well we stopped the spread well also well, the other thing is it's like an, it's new yeah well, i mean there are coronaviruses but we don't know what it is right, right so we don't have all the we have the data on the flu we have the data on the cold we know how to treat the cold we know how to treat the yeah. flu but this fucking thing we don't know what it is and it is conflicting data too yeah 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 so i kind of get the like super 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 intense careful approach to it and i and i think if i had to make the decision that would be the decision that i made but then also i hope whoever and thank god people like us don't make those decisions thank god but hopefully whoever's like making these decisions is aware of the fact 
that like right now there's folks who are getting meals on wheels. There's folks who are like on unemployment and lost their job. And, and like, I hope they're aware of the fact that like, and I'm sure they are, that the pressure of folks who are in this horrendous economic position, the pressure on them at some point is going to exceed the humanity and compassion and empathy they're showing by not being in the demographic that's most likely to die and still staying inside, losing their job. Mm -hmm. You know, that's love, man. That's deep compassion because you don't want someone's granddad to suffocate on some new fucking bat flu, right? That's right. really love. That's love. And that's compassion. It's beautiful. But at some point, that pressure is people are going to be like, look, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to be a carrier. I don't ever want to hurt anybody. But my kid is got to have food and I have to work. And, yeah. you know, and then I think somewhere there, uh, hopefully by then there's at least a treatment they've discovered or at least we get to a point where they, you know, where maybe what's happening in Sweden, we get enough data on that to realize that there's other ways to do it that don't involve complete lockdown. Yeah. What they did was uh, they they sort of left everything open, but they all behaved as if there's the potential of contacting or transmitting, right? Yeah. Like they didn't wear masks, no. right? They do. They, it doesn't look like they're wearing masks. It looks like they're. They didn't close everything down. They didn't close. Still go to restaurants and pubs. Yeah. And d is their death rate similar? Like, well, the thing I saw was like, if you look at nearby countries, the death rate is lower. But weirdly, countries that were doing complete lockdowns have higher death rates than they do. And you know, mm. I look. If you a stat, the, the problem is like you have this glob of data that that anyone can interpret, and there's probably angles you can take on it that would show. Look, yeah, there's a higher death rate, of course, in Sweden because it's going to spread more if people aren't staying inside. I mean, that seems pretty logical to me. But then also, if you're showing some conflicting data where some other country in complete lockdown with a similar population or somehow like equating their population with Sweden's population if they're uh, if they've got a higher death rate then that's fucking terrifying man right. because the implication of it is like we really don't understand what this is there's other factors too the yeah. one, one big one in Sweden is not a dense population I don't think there's that many people in the entire country it's a very small place that's right like how many people live in Sweden I think I looked this up the other day. I think most of the people live in small villages of like less than 200. I think yeah. It was like there you go. Yeah. So, you know, they probably don't travel that much or interact with each other that much. They have plenty of space. They don't travel that much. I mean, tight together. I mean, 10.23 million for the entire country. Tiny. By the way, it's great. I've been to Stockholm. Uh, it was gorgeous. Beautiful. We did a show there, too. Uh, they were really nice. I enjoyed it very much. Very, very friendly people. But, you know, they have a lot of space. They're not New York City. New York City seems to be the epicenter in the United States, and for good reason. Everyone's stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Everyone's interacting with each other on the streets, on the subways, yeah. moving around. you got to go to places. There's fucking people everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. That, I think, is a terrible way to live. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I fucking love New York so much. When I went there, it was so nice. But, yeah, it's nice to be on the West Coast, and especially right now. Jamie was you know, talking about like 
think of the people right now in New York yeah. who are just in, the, you know, alone in an apartment, seeing the news that apparently spreads through like air conditioning ducts. It's like, you know what I mean? You're, you're <sighs> th- that that's terrifying. But you know, I, again, I, I like my opinion on it. And in my old age, this is, it has to be my opinion on things. It's like I'm gonna trust scientists. I'm just going to because I, I it, like, I didn't go to medical school. I don't understand what the fuck a virus even is. Like I, I don't remember. I've been trying to remember. I'm too lazy to Google it, how it works. I know it fucks with. It gets into your DNA. It replaces it. But the, what I'm saying is, I'm not suggesting some kind of surrender to authority out of absolute weakness. But if a, a large consensus of scientists are advising some specific method of dealing with this thing. Let's listen to them, you know, yeah. and and then just make sure that it's. I feel bad for like I have a friend in Georgia right now, and like right now he's become part of a, an experiment, a global experiment. They're opening up Georgia right now, and every state that opens up right now becomes a, 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 an experiment. We're going to get a lot of data from what happens from all these states opening up right now regarding the efficacy of a shutdown like we have right now. And Mm -hmm. it could be that it all of a sudden we realized we overreacted. And you know what? I'd much rather overreact than underreact in situations like this. You know, it's like, fuck, we overreacted. Whoops. Yeah, we didn't. We thought there was the potential this thing could mutate and kill fuck tons of people way more than the flu. And we were wrong. And and it fucked up the economy. But it's a lot better than what would have happened if it was some new smallpox or black plague. Right. Also, look, it killed 50,000 people. Right. What if we did nothing? Would it have killed like 400,000? Exactly. I mean, that could have happened. I mean, it could have compounded, and it seems like for whatever reason, these places where people are contact or uh, stacked on top of each other, not only do they get it, but they get it way worse, right? Yeah. It seems like, what, what's that expression? Viral load, right? Yeah. Like, the viral load is greater, and the like, if you're around a bunch of sick people, like, there was one awful story about this family in New Jersey, and like the mother died and the the oldest son died and the middle son died. Like three people died from one family vacation or one family uh, dinner. Mm. They got together and one of them had it and just spread through the fucking mm. house. So it's not the flu. You know, it's obviously, it's something way more intense. But the people that have survived the flu, they'll probably survive that too. But the people that, you know, were kind of hanging on edge, it seems like anybody with a respiratory problem is in deep shit. Anybody who smokes is yeah. in deep shit. People with high blood pressure, diabetes, deep shit. It's not the same with everybody. Other people, like Idris Elba, walks it off. You know, uh, well, healthy. Yeah. I know, but he has asthma apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, he had asthma, but he didn't. You know, there's a lot of people that I don't. That Chris Cuomo guy seems fine. I know he says he gets chills, but he seems fine. He seems rattled though. You know, I've got, I've got, I don't, I not, not in a bad way. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, I, I didn't. That was one watching him yeah. was one of the things that was legitimately creeping me out. Is like as you're watching him, and he did a great job holding it together, man. He didn't panic, and he like put something out there that was like comforting to some degree. But I, you know, I was scanning his eyes, and there were moments where I'm like, fuck, he's rattled, like. Whatever's happening to him at night is bad, bad. Why is it happening at night? What is the difference? Uh, you know, I don't. That's just, I don't understand that. If you look fine in the day, how come at night all of a sudden everything's all fucked up? Don't ask me, man. I I don't know. It's like I've noticed though. Sometimes if I get sick, night is always worse than the day. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know, man. But the 
whatever, like whatever the fuck it is. The, to to me, that, like the part that really sucks. I got friends who are like immunocompromised, man, mm. and that that means that like they like they 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 really will if they get it. That's it's game over, you know. Yeah. It's fuck it, it fuck it sucks, and so there's that quality to it too, where you're like, you know. Statistically, I I don't know where I'm at. I, like statistically, I think I'm 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 on the cusp, you know. But uh, we've got all of us have friends that are like dead meat if this thing mm -hmm. were to explode. So fuck it, you know. I I get I'm not I get staying inside, man. I just know that like eventually, you know. My bro my brother was telling me every day his neighbor. You know, my brother works from home. He's in, he's he's in and he's a video editor every 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 day and a producer. But every day these, you know, I he see like, you know, he sees people are getting food deliveries because mm -hmm. they can't from the state. Right. You know, man, and that that's like, I don't know. I I'm just glad I don't have to. I'm glad I don't have to be the one who makes decisions like this because that must be a weird thing to to be in in, in a position where any decision you make kills people. Like if you make the decision to open up, people are gonna, you know, die because they're gonna get sick. Uh, if you don't make this decision to open up, there's a potential that, you know, just think of the mentally ill people right now. No one's talking about that. Like I keep thinking of like, like the manic depressive people, the people who are already depressed, who now can't go outside, but are also getting blasted with apocalypse news. I don't know what suicide rates are looking like right now, but like, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's the, the, the decision to keep people shut down, you know, is going to the, the, what might result from that. Those deaths might be secondary or tertiary or some shit, but still it's like there it just sucks to have to be in a position where you have to make those decisions. And it's like how awful to know. Yeah. It's just it's like brutal. I, I feel terrible for them. You know, anyone who's like because I don't you know, I, think, I don't know what they're going to do either. I mean, they, they're going to have to eventually assume the position that we're going to have to slowly open up and, and start. You know, restaurants at half capacity and shit like that. Yeah. But when? You know, I mean, they've said May 15th here. That seems like an awful long time. I know. It's an awful long time to ask people to keep it together that don't have any money. It's an awful long time. It's an awful, awful long time. It doesn't man. seem like the best idea either. It seems like the best idea would be to quarantine all the people that are very vulnerable, to make sure that they quarantine and make sure that people who know them or were aware, you know, do not, you know, touch them or touch anything around them. If you could have potentially been in contact with something because they're immunocompromised. Well, what, that wait, seems like the move. This, the move seems like to quarantine the people, at this point at least, to self-quarantine or, you know, tell them to quarantine people that are really vulnerable. Older people. People with, you know, people that smoke. People with respiratory conditions. Be aware that you're vulnerable, you know, and, and then you right. act accordingly. But everybody else, we need to... At some point in time, whether it's this week or next week or three weeks from now, when they think it is May 15th, right? That's like three weeks from now. They're going to have to open the doors. And when they open the doors, people are going to be starving. They're going to be starving. Yeah, man. You know, they, they haven't worked. There's so many people that are so behind in their debts. They're getting, uh, you know, debt collectors are still wanting their money. You yeah. Know, especially if they had loans or, you know, anything that was outstanding before all this happened. They're already in debt trying to work their way out of a hole and they can't even work. This yeah, is the only man. time we've ever been in a position where people can't even go to work. Yeah. Well, what do you, the, okay. So the, I've heard like three ideas regarding what to do. One of them is like incredibly controversial. I wonder what you think about it, which is like using the same data that they use in like, uh, 
what's it called? Those chips. South Korea, yeah. No, the chips you can put on. Yeah, it's Bluetooth. Yeah. So it's it's essentially like tracking and alerting you if you've come in contact with someone who has it. I don't what do you trust, think about that? I don't trust anyone to have all that data and only use it for that. Right. There's no way. That data would be so valuable. If right. everyone had a chip and everyone was tracked, you knew where everyone was yeah. all throughout the day. Oh, you're only going to use that to see who's got coronavirus? Really? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Once right. that technology exists, it's not like they're going to murder it at the end of the fucking season. Well, we got no more COVID, <laughs> so let's just stop right. all this technology. No yeah. chance. They'll find a new yeah. reason to use it. Okay. They'll so be able to track the flu. They'll be able to track adulterers. They'll be able to track robbers. They'll be able to track carjackers. They'll be able to track... You name it, man. You name it. These are the right-wing activists that like to yell at abortion clinics. Let's track them. Right. You know. Now, now, a Republican gets in office. Hey, this is these are the people that are the fucking animal rights activists. They right. always get in front of the meat plant. Let's track them. Right. Like you can't track people. Okay. And they're already doing it anyway. You talk to Snowden, they're already tracking you by your goddamn phone. But I like the fact that I could take this phone and chuck it in the fucking river. <laughs> I right. could just chuck it. I wouldn't. Right. I'd throw it in the ocean. No, I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> you have to. I'm environmentally no conscious. What you say, I wouldn't. Someone's I wouldn't. gonna be like you. Bastard. But I wouldn't. I'm not a. I, I really feel strongly about that. I would never litter like that. But, but point is, I can get rid of that fucking phone. Yeah. It's not a part of my body. Once they're injecting, I've talked about this way too many podcasts in a row. But there's a company that had these people inject a microchip in their arm and they could wave it in front of the soda machine and, mm. and get fucking snacks with it and shit. It, it was like your your tab was on your yeah. arm. You could, it, oh, Mike's here. Open the door. It unlocks the door. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. And we were saying, like, what if that com company fires you? you know, what mm. if Chipotle fires you? You got that Chipotle <laughs> chip in your arm. <laughs> but I was management. It's not a regular Chipotle chip. Imagine, imagine, and now you have to work for fucking Seven Up, and Seven Up's like, we're gonna have to cut your arm off, yeah, because it keeps registering that you're a, a Chipotle invader. You it's know, like you ten chips in your arm because you worked at right. Just kept getting a new job. Just keep getting new chips, Mike. Why don't you get those chips removed? I like them. They remind me I've had a hard life and a lot of good jobs. Oh all these God! Chips all around oh, his arm. Proud of my <laughs> chips. I'm so that's the way I've always been. Always been a hard worker. Oh, I earned these chips. I earned all these chips. Every single one of these chips means, you know. Also, when you combine those chips with augmented reality, so that you could have a visual floating around them as like the mascot mm. of the various companies they work yeah. for, or like, you know, like let's say we do get the chip, right? The chip exists, and we all just somehow decide, like, yeah, well, let's just do it. I mean, fuck the whole book of revelations. That's just the old bullshit, the old mark of the beast. I'm not gonna pay any attention. Let's get the chip. That was just some old ancient bullshit. All right, come on. I want to. I want to get sodas without having to pull out my fucking wallet. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. I'm sick of it. I'm exhausted all day from this activity. But we all get the chips, and then what happens is, you. And of course, it would start off with like a decision to make. Like, you're, like what what data in the chip do you want people to be able to see with a augmented reality? And so, like, this is where you run into what I think the future is going to look like with this shit. Is it's like it's like when you're walking around in your company and you're employee of the month. And everybody's wearing augmented reality goggles. You're gonna have some kind of employee of the month halo around you, <laughs> so everybody's aware that you made the most sales. You know, uh, yeah, it's gonna be like that. Would that. Be the shit. Yeah, it's and, and it's gonna be like that for like, 
you know, uh, it's going to be brutal as far as, let's say, credit scores go, right? Because if you've got a great credit score and you want to indicate to the world that if you want to get into debt, you can, baby, because you've got a great credit score, you're going to have this glowing shit around you. Me and like, and in the moment one person decides to reveal that, everybody's going to feel like they have to reveal it. And if you see someone who doesn't have like the good credit score crown or whatever, or, like the banner of great credit floating in front of them, you're like, yeah, you're probably fucked, right? Like you made some bad decisions. You'll see someone who's got a lot of shit, nice car, really nice clothes, but you'll be like, yeah, but you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have the glowing medallion of good credit on his AR self. So mm, I don't know if he really owns any of that stuff, you know? Right. And, and then, and you know what I mean? Then it's going to like, there's going to be all forms of that, which leads to like, you know, like venereal disease. Like you could go into a bar and if you just got tested and you're clean, so to speak, then maybe there's like a little AR like clean angel that like flies around your head. It's like he doesn't have herpes. Oh, we can bear back. And like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of those bits of data that, that, that if you don't show them, there's some reason to be suspicious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You walk up to someone, they have no data. They're just blank. You'd be terrified. Yeah. You're just a person. Who are I'm you? just supposed to trust you. Yeah. Fuck you could that. be a serial killer. Fuck that. We're yeah. going to look back on times when we just would meet people like this and not have some halo to go by. Yeah. Like if I see Jamie, Jamie would have like a, a nice golden glow. I'd be like, look at him. He's got a high approval rating. Yeah. He's got some cash. Yeah. That's a good catch. Yeah. There, there you go. If you go to a nightclub, all the dudes who are glowing gold. Yeah. People would be like, oh, and girls would like, purple credit scores they'd come in try to get close to the guys in the gold try to get a little of that gold on them clean up that credit yeah yeah man imagine if you knew like if a girl was really hot you look at her credit card oh my god bank fraud look at her she's a bank frauder yeah like that you don't get that gray outline unless you do bank fraud that's right yeah and there's no way to get it off it's like imagine yeah that and that, you know, there's going to be big arguments about that where it's like, you know, currently, if you're a registered sex offender, we know where you fucking live. And I get it, man. Like, that's good. That's yeah. good. But then it's going to be like, okay, but do we put that in their augmented reality chip profile so that when, anywhere they go, people are, are seeing that this is a p person you that hurts kids, you right, know? Right. And there's gonna be a, a conversation about that where people are like, fuck yeah, that's what you do. Like, I wanna know if some like weirdo is like getting anywhere close to my kid, right? right. Fuck yeah, you let it. And anyway, that's the slippery slope that leads to the dystopian like, you know, Black Mirror future in that great episode where like there was like, you know, and I think they are doing it in China. They're doing it in China. Yeah, yeah. they have a legit social score in China. Yeah. This is a real concern if this technology does get released in time and people start using their COVID tests and putting it on their Q code, QR code, that little thing that you do with the photo and it scans you like a plane ticket. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're good, Duncan. Seems like you're good. Make sure you keep that phone on you everywhere you go. No problem, officer. Oh, you know, uh, Duncan, we got an um, a, a email the other day. It shows that you have been going, I don't know who has this data, but you've been going down to San Clemente mm -hmm. during the lockdown yeah. to stay with friends. No, and there's a is, glory hole there that I like. Uh, this is not allowed. What? You, you're traveling. Like, see, see, look, what if we do this? What if we go into this scanning thing? 
and then a new pandemic pops up and we go into lockdown again, they're going to be able to find the people that aren't locking down. What if you got to drive somewhere in the middle of the night to go get something, yeah. something important for your family? Yeah. Well, all of a sudden you're, you're being tracked and they, then they call you. Duncan, where are you going? Yeah, where are you going? I, I, we, are, we are looking at you right now. You're in San Clemente. You don't live in San Clemente. Why are you down there? Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I'm just freedom. I want to drive around. I don't know. This is a lockdown. Yeah. There's a new flu. Go back home, Duncan. You want to kill people? It's a weird, it's a weird power to give people. The, the power to, to have a mayor tell you what you can do. That's never happened before. I'm not saying they're doing it because of that. I know why they're doing it. They're doing it to save lives. I'm 100% for it. I'm not, don't get me wrong mm. here. But still, that power that anybody has to say, you can't work, you got to stay home, you can't go to the park, you can't go to the beach. That power's weird. That's a lot of power, man. Yeah. You know, to be the person. Gavin, may we open? Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. But, but, but what if they social distance? I mean, they need to make money. Yeah. We need to save lives. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's, there's no good answer. It's a shit job, man. Oof, it's like the shittiest. That's the shittiest job because it's like you, you, you. No decision you make is gonna make everybody happy. Any decision you make is gonna ruin someone's life, maybe kill them. And so, yeah, all these people. It's also, no one thought that was gonna be a part of the job, right? Yeah, you didn't think that. You thought you were gonna deal with like. Yeah, Gavin wasn't like he didn't know that when he like got in there he was suddenly going to be like potentially like one of the war leaders in Mad Max. He no. didn't understand that was going to be his world. Dude, this is how poorly they thought this through. Garcetti is giving people money to snitch. They're giving people money to snitch on social distance violators. What? Yeah, say so if you go over to your buddy Mike's house for a barbecue, there's eight people in that backyard, Helen. Look. That's look, fucked up. Eight fucking people. We're over here social distancing. That cunt Ugh. Duncan Trussell is over uh, at Mike's house, uh, barbecuing, drinking beers, uh, probably wife swapping. Pigs. <laughs> wife then, swapping. And then get, <laughs> Garcetti comes along and offers people money to rat you out. I How much do they get? If they've even done that yet, it can't be real. I saw that. Oh, I just dude, thought that's it was, not it real. It was real. They were offering people rewards. What? To, to rat out social distance Ugh. violators. Disgusting. I mean, yeah. how how you don't know that leads to Maoist China and fucking Stalinist Russia? How you don't know that getting people to rat on people leads to North Korea? I'm not saying we're gonna be in North Korea, but that that kind of shit. That's where that comes from. That's yeah, how man. it starts. You can't. Pay people to rat people out. Yeah, you fucking asshole. What a shitty, poorly thought out idea that is. No shit, man. I, I they're like any form of. I saw something popped up on my Instagram. Some company saying if you're aware that your bosses are violating like software, like don't have licensed software, you know, we'll give you a, a reward. Inviting mm. people like disgruntled employees who know that their oh, boss yeah. is running like stolen Photoshop or whatever mm -hmm. to like make a little money and fuck their boss over. And it's like that invitation to snitch, mm -hmm. that is a satanic invitation, man. That is like, I don't care what level it's at, like in general, unless you're looking at like 
hardcore Snowden level whistleblower, like you've been down in the deep underground military bases and you <laughs> saw the fucking thing in the egg that could read your mind and you're like, I can't keep it to myself. I'm going to fucking tell people. <laughs> exactly. You know, right? I get that. But like any uh, the the other versions of it, yeah, fuck that. Don't invite us to snitch. Don't encourage that behavior. There's better ways to do it, I'm sure, than like bounties on your fucking neighbors. That's fucked up. So man. fucked up. It's yeah. just so fucked up that someone who would get as high as mayor of yeah. Los Angeles yeah. would let a, an idea like that slip through the cracks. Well, like what fucking fascist do you have working in that office that like I got an idea oh, God. pay people to rat people out yeah these fucks they haven't been working yeah they need money for masks yeah that's it he, what is it he did say snitches get rewards but he said it's the opposite of snitches get stitches he I can't find oh, anything oh no they'll definitely get stitches I can't find anything saying like they get 50 bucks 100 bucks this is the reward you get he might be like the opposite of snitches get stitches yeah. as if they're not still snitches and as if snitches don't still get stitches right what are you talking about are you going to you going to absolutely make sure that these people don't get beat up for being snitches, you're gonna step in with cops, give them 24 hour security guards. If you you find out that your neighbor ratted you out for money, oh my God, you'd want to kill him. It would be like, uh, what happened to that dude? Uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Ron Paul's kid. You know what I'm talking about? No. The the congressman who got uh, tackled. Oh, oh that's right. Rand, Rand Paul. Yeah. Rand Paul. His his neighbor was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. Just out of nowhere, tackles him, smashes his ribs. He lost a piece of his lung. Yeah, man, that's fucked up. And it's like, cause you're what you're asking for there, which is another thing that I think the state. Anytime anyone starts doing this, then you really have to start thinking about who who you voted for. But like, cause the idea is like, I love it when. You know, and I'm cheesy, and I am a fucking hippie, and I get accused of stoner talking shit, but yeah, I want there to be world peace, and I want people to love each other. Me and too. when I see, uh, you know, any, even the slightest thing that, like, transcends political divides, where, like, you know, people who've hated fucking Trump and tr people Trump have hated, I saw something where, like, I can't remember who it was. Like, God, what's the name of the Mormon politician that was running for president against Trump? Mitt Romney? Romney. Yeah. So some dude, uh, like, voted against releasing money to people who don't have jobs. And Mitt Romney tweeted, well, that senator, whoever he was, tested positive for being an asshole. And Mitt Romney yeah, Mitt Romney said that <laughs> and fucking, you know, and then like there was this just flickering moment where Trump retweets that or says something about it and says, like, I didn't know he had that sense of humor, but I liked it. And like <laughs> for that one stupid moment, there's a second where it's like that's we're supposed to be on the same team. Right. And, 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 and like, you know, that's not a political statement. Right. That's like a statement of survivability. And when you have a fucking. Uh, uh, when you have a, a, and again, I'm not saying bow down to the state or anything like that either. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. I'm not saying, therefore, we all got to be on the side of the president. <laughs> None of that shit. I'm not saying any of that shit, man. So don't take this the wrong right, way because right. that's not what I'm saying. I get it. What I'm saying is when anything that divides one neighbor from the next, anything that invites neighbors to divide instead of unite is cancerous literally for society in the sense that what's going to start happening is that the 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 
the pixel of society is the, the neighbors. That's like the connection between your neighbors makes up the tapestry of the entire country. And that connection, if it's broken or weird or fucked up, then that's that's fucking everything up. And and yeah. so to invite that, invite anything that fucks that up is to me really, really long-term disastrous. It's like the idea would be like, hey, does your na- is your neighbor an old person? Go find out if your neighbor's an old person and d- can't get food. And if they are and you get food to them, we'll pay for it. Right. How about that? Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. Like, you you know someone who's, like, fucked up right now. Let us know so we can make sure they're not – their kids aren't starving. Right. Are there any – do you know – like, man, what about the fucking kids whose parents are right now super fucking sick with this shit? Like, why – we need – governors and we need people saying like you need to know where the kids are in the building so that in whose parents are sick Mm -hmm. so we can make sure those kids are getting taken care of while their parents are all in bed and shit like so fuck that 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 is what people get rewards for that why don't we have a way of monetizing kindness in 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 acts of like grace to your neighbors instead of monetizing like you becoming like literally what is one a universally derived thing which is a snitch you don't want to be a snitch fuck snitches get stitches no maybe they don't get stitches but man i'll tell you when you die wouldn't want to be you wouldn't want to be a snitch in the afterlife i'll tell you that man you get devoured by spirit wolves like i bet just spirit wolves i'm sure you don't get the like experience of like you know going through the bar seeing your mom come running to you with like a bowl of soup it's your mom she comes running to you and you think it's a bowl of soup but you look in it it's your wife's head and then you look back up it's a spirit wolf it's like so you thought it was smart to snitch in that dimension huh no, no. It eats your soul forever. Yeah, maybe. Just, just don't snitch. That's fucked up. I mean, well, I'm- it's just ridiculous that someone in a position of real leadership, right? You're the mayor of a huge city, and you would think that that would be a good idea. Let's, listen, people are going to snitch on people anyway. Yeah. But to encourage them with financial reward is crazy. crazy. It is crazy, and it's so poorly thought out. Yeah, that's a dumb idea to put out there. Such a poor understanding of human nature. Yeah. Like, you don't know where this goes? Yeah. And and also, in a time of great duress, you're encouraging people to snitch? Yeah. This is absolutely the time we've got to be encouraging camaraderie. Yeah. This is when things are weird. Everybody's forced into the same position. No one can do what they want. When was the last time you were on stage? I haven't been on stage in a month. I've been doing do- private shows for my son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't I'm been sure on stage. I'm sure they're great. Literally, our job has stopped, and our job might not come back until January. Yeah, that's you right. May- maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. I've got some gigs booked, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do them. i got a gig booked in September. i got two, two in September. Yeah. i got a couple in October. <sighs> I got October's, but it's like, also, you, it's not like you should be, prom- like, you can't really promote the show right now without seeming like a blazing dick. I don't want to oh, encourage sure. people to go out. And it's like, yeah, that's the problem, man, is, is we, you know, we're, but here's the thing. This, whatever the state is doing, the state's going to do. This is my favorite Jesus saying, offer unto Caesar what is Caesar's, which is like, you know, there's a game going on here with power, and if you think you're going to subvert that game, maybe, probably not. Best thing to do, let the dragon do whatever the fuck the dragon's going to do, but don't let them cause you to forget that you don't need 
the state to like go over to like leave a note on your neighbor's door asking if they're okay. Right. You know what I mean? You don't need we don't need the mechanisms of some bureaucracy to to do good like to pick up trash. Right. You know like that was the thing that happened when the fucking national parks all got defunded because of this bullshit. All of a sudden like there's people are taking pictures of garbage or, in the national parks, right? And and the implication of that is like we can't clean this up ourselves. We need a state official to come and pick the trash up. And it's like, it's nice that they do that. And we pay taxes for that. And they should do that. But if they're not doing it, and we're waiting for some hero from the state to come in and fix our fucking problems, that's lazy. That's bad thinking. It's like, I think as a people, the idea is more to like uh, transcend that addiction to being saved. That addiction that for sure someone's coming. Sometimes they come. Right. But sometimes they don't. And and that's no reason to like put off just the basic shit, man. Like, you know, we I, I we put out in, sometimes in front of our house, we'll just put out shit to give to people. You know, we've got fruit trees. There's fruit. You know, there's like I, the garden's got like some shit growing in it. I'll put it out there, you know, and and people take every bit of it. You come back at the end of the day, it's, you know, we've got flowers. So cut some flowers and just leave flowers out there in case someone wants to bring a flower to somebody. It's an act of trust because you don't know what I might be covered in like COVID mucus doing like rose for my neighbors. But that being said, I don't know, maybe they're desanitizing. But my point is like cool shit happens. Sometimes you go out to that box and like they've replaced something. Like we gave flowers away. We came out and then someone had put different kinds of flowers in the box for those flowers. You know what I mean? I'm Sounds like, like you got a stalker. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, the flowers. <laughs> you know, it did seem like there was some something like sticky and creamy on the flowers. That I thought, but, you know, I'm saying like, again, this this to me, this the not getting too much in the macro because I'll go insane if I get in the macro. Mm-hmm. Getting into the micro, which is your direct, literally your direct neighbors. And like making some connection with them, you know, like my, the, the guy who lives across the street, we talked for like two minutes and it was wonderful. And he's like, if you need tools, just let me know. I got a ton of tools. Just, you can like, you know, message me and I'll come and leave them here and you can come and get them. Shit like that. That's nice. It's cool. And it's like, it's just beautiful. It's yeah. like, that's what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. That's Th- nice. You got a that- good neighbor. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's- Having good neighbors is everything. Everything. People that hate their neighbors, like, man, you should just move. Save yourself some agony. Yeah, you well, so you can't sometimes. That's the problem. But we all need, we talked about this before. We need to find a cul-de-sac and all buy houses there. You mean the cult? Yes. I know. Well, you think a ranch would do the trick? It's tough to get people to live on a ranch. No, I think well, the way <laughs> you're talking about, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not that hard. Like, I, you know, I think the way you do it, is in phases right so like the first thing would be just get the land right right and then hire an architect yeah hire an architect and then like you know bring in alex gray yeah (laughs) (laughs) that thing that he did in upstate new york beautiful have you been there personally i've been there in the i i haven't unfortunately haven't been there since it's it's completion i don't even know if it's completed but i've been there in the early phases and yeah that for sure is a temple like it's no joke it's not like they're just saying it's a temple that's a real and the way he printed those weird faces those um, multi-feature faces Mm -hmm. and use them in the corners of the building what is it what does he call it again i can't remember i'm sorry cosm 
Cosm. Oh, Cosm. I yeah. thought you meant what he called those faces. He has a name for, name for the faces, too. Is that the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors? Is that what yes. it sounds for? But isn't that, Cosm is, was, used to be what he called the place in New York City, right? He had the place in Manhattan. Yeah, they had this, they have, they, I think they still, well, they still do have they a do. beautiful place in New York, uh, actually, or like a, 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 an artist loft there, I believe. But like, they, they ended up realizing it was time to like, Spread their wings. build a temple. Yeah, and then really go somewhere in nature. Like yeah. They're they're in like a, a small New York town, right? Yeah, that's New right. New York State town. Yeah. It's Pretty a beautiful dope. place. Oh, actually. And, and they're a legit Entheon. religion. Entheon, that's yeah. right. That's and they're right. an actual religion, which yes, they are. They are I mean, an that actual is a religion. religion. Yeah, yeah, it is a religion. And by the way, a religion doesn't want anything from you. Like they're they're not they're not trying to get ten percent of your money. No. They're, they're not giving you a, a bunch of rules to follow. Nope. They want you to worship love and creativity. It's a really interesting place. Is that? Oh, that's that's just an image of what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's really quite there yet. But holy shit! Yeah, man. Imagine coming up to that, like walking up to that front door, and you're like, "Oh my god, what the hell am I looking at?" Dude, when I was on tour, they let me park my tour bus there because we needed a place to sleep for the night. So I had to sleep in front of that thing in my tour bus, and I and I hadn't even gotten to that phase, but I had crazy dreams just oh sleeping God. there yeah it was wild man that's probably like one of those if you build it they will come things like do you imagine how hard you would trip inside that place do you know what i'm saying yeah no like i don't think it's i don't think it's a like you could do dmt in a shitty apartment and still have some crazy mind-blowing trip but you can't tell me that coming to this place and going through this Entheon portal, <laughs> like, yeah. that this isn't going to have some fucking crazy effect on the way you trip. Yeah. Oh no, my God. But that, you know, that was the idea of a temple. I mean, the, the idea is, and not, I'm not just saying to trip or whatever, but the concept is like, you know, let's acknowledge the fact that maybe our ideas aren't necessarily coming from inside our brains. Let's just as a fantasy imagine that there is a divine intelligence that as one of the many beautiful things it pushes into this particular realm is art. And that if we can figure out a way to purify the connection with that thing, then we become receivers for that. And by doing that, we allow that thing to begin to exist in this world. And a temple was a place that allowed that connection to be refined, purified, uh, intentionalized. And in that, there's a solidification called inspiration or art or whatever the name is you want to give it but it's really it's like output from a place that maybe is you know a flu a few floors up from the one we're at it's having a, a pretty wonderful party right now and like part of what we do is like allow it to drip into this realm which is potentially a denser realm we're in the realm of matter it's dense you know and like ideas if you look at your ideas they're they're light they're like they're 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 they they don't have a at least my ideas like they're they're not like heavy their uh, uh, inspiration feels like barely anything in fact it's so barely anything think how easy it is to miss a good idea how easy it is to think something cool that maybe you want to write down for a joke and you're just I'll write that down later and then it's gone mm. it's light it's light and so in in part of what they I think are all about or I mean I, I, again that's me putting it on them they have a wonderful description on their website about what they're all about but to me part of me, what creation is is taking those things allowing them to come through you and then allowing this realm to do what it does which is to crystallize them in a denser form that other people can enjoy and you know that um that enjoyment is a you know that's enough 
it doesn't have to be some lofty ass shit. It's just like people get a little like this tiny little smell of heaven, a, a, like a better place, a lighter place, a place that isn't encumbered by so much bullshit is this particular realm. That can like completely take someone out of a depression, man. That can completely give somebody the, you know, juice they need to like get back out there and like open up themselves to the world and not be shut down. Just one little like tiny, tiny minuscule reminder of like, don't worry, there's this isn't the only place. There's simultaneously amazing things happen happening, which you're part of. You just don't realize it yet. And don't worry. And, you know, McKenna used to, in one of his essays, that's what he would say on Mushrooms, is he would get this message. Don't worry, we're coming. Don't worry, we're coming. <laughs> and you know what I mean? But I, I, and I think that's what art does, is it gives you this sense of like, don't worry. Right now, we're just building the runway. Don't worry. It's coming. I know this, this place seems fucked up. It is a little dense right now. We're going to lighten it up. And then that, that... How much of that is your own imagination, though? Like, how much of your own imagination stimulates your trips? Mm. You know? I mean, we, we want to assume that we're really interacting with something, right? Yeah. On the other side. But why, why do we assume that that's something? Obviously, it's not static. One of the things about tryptamine experiences is that things twist and change and morph and shift they never they never stay any one thing for any length of time they're always becoming other things and moving in and out of things mm -hmm. like maybe that's just what happens over there maybe these things are, are constantly shifting and changing you know maybe what we're doing is we're trying to apply when we think of how we are here in this this life we're trying to apply those laws to whatever we, we experience when we when we when we do that but it seems so alien when you have those experiences it seems so alien like you're not going to be able to bring any of that back you can give someone like little glimpses yeah and what, what alex has done the best is capture like oh i know what he's doing like those faces those like almost egyptian looking golden faces yeah. that are moving and apart from each other like you go oh yeah i've seen something yeah something sort of yeah there's a trip to mean part to that yeah, but that whatever that would it be in that dimension, it would change and become something else in, in, instantaneously, and then become something else, and then and a lot of it has to do with how you're thinking, which is weird. It's like are is the way you're thinking actually affecting those things, or is the way you're thinking affecting your perception of whatever this energy is yeah. and how it manifests itself visually? Well, I mean, this is that right. Even in in what you're saying, there's this assumption that that your thinking is separate from the thing right 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 and 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 so so we have a thought and we're thinking to ourselves oh i just got a good idea we don't know that if we had a, a different way of quantifying time and space we might have just seen some ethereal mist drift through us that produced a thing we called a thought that we thought must be us so you look at a thing in that realm and it's shifting and converting and and you notice that that conversion seems to be happening in relation to like how you're feeling and you know now you're in a chicken or the egg conversation which is like who's you know who's reflecting who here like who which of us is like real and which of us isn't and are we just kind of the i am i just seeing who i actually am but because i live in a world of um individuality and i live in a world where there's a separate quality to things i see i have to see you as separate because if i don't i can't see you 
you know, all I can do, you know, I, I'm seeing myself in you, which is, I think, what the what is happening in this realm anyway. It's like when we're anything you're looking at right now is uh, some phenomena being painted instantaneously by your imagination with all it, that's what the imagination is doing it's painting colors onto the universe of of infinite phenomena that your your brain is like doing out of habit so that's that's that you know anything that anyone you're around you make an instantaneous assessment of that person or uh you you begin to like realize like wait I I got a bad vibe about that person I bet something's off with them and then you go into like you're a TV psychic bullshit like <laughs> oh yeah really oh really is that your was that the instincts you learned where'd you learn that World of Warcraft the streets yeah no, you don't you don't know but I've done that I'm by the way I'm talking about myself where I'm like yeah I just can tell if a person is honest or it's like no I you can't. can definitely tell if a person's really fucking weird though. That's for sure. You could tell if a person's off, like they're not really connecting with you, or they're yeah. pretending to connect with you, and you're like, "Whoa, I got a weird vibe from this guy." Yeah, that. Meanwhile, if you looked at what he said on paper and what you said on paper, would be totally normal. That's true. There's sometimes there's a certain things a, a violation of space. There's a weirdness to the way they oh, look yeah. at you, a cadence. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're off. Hate that feeling, man. That's Ooh. that's a deeper thing. When the alarm bells go off like that, your hair starts standing up. Mm. You're like, oh, gotta go. I fucking hate that. That's yeah. scary. But you know, I'm just saying. Sometimes you're not right, and this is like why you need empiricism in science because sometimes you're not right. Like just because you think that's how shit is from some instinct inside of you doesn't mean that's how things is. You're biased, right. and yeah. and so that. That's the projection. That's like the that's the part of you that you're like you're still dealing with some trauma from when you when you're a kid, and you're seeing that trauma in all the things around you, and so you're like in an argument with someone who hurt you 20 years ago when you're talking to somebody who vaguely reminds you of that person, and if you're you know what I mean like you're still having the argument, yeah. and if you're not aware that you're still having that argument, then you can start saying shit like why do I always end up with the same person. Yeah, it's, it's like and I always draw this kind of person to me and it's like well maybe you're drawing the exact same kind of person to you or maybe you're running the same movie on a different screen and being like I've seen this before I keep seeing this movie you know it's like that's the same movie it's like you're seeing the same thing you're projecting it's just it looks like it, it now it's not Tom, it's Alex, or now it's not Lisa. You're looking at Samantha, but you're still seeing this thing, and that—that's the projection. So anyway, that's the imagination, and uh, the question is how powerful is that projection? Because sometimes you start projecting onto someone how you think they are, and if that person's weak or insecure, they'll start acting. The way you think they are. Yes. Now you've your projection has sprung to life in front of you because the person you've essentially animated a person with your expectation of them, and then because that person is acting the way you thought they would act because they don't know the fuck they are, you're making monsters with your imagination. Well, that's what cult leaders do, right? That's how you start a sex cult. How? Same way. <laughs> you got to take these people and like put it in their head that this is what they do. Oh. Right. You put it in their head. Right. Yeah, that's right. You say you see it. Yes. I see it in you. Well, in this book, 
I told you about this book, Chaos, Tom O'Neill's book on Manson and the CIA. Yeah. Did I tell you about this? No, I saw your tweet about it. Oh, my God, dude. What is it? Oh, my God. Manson was tied up with the CIA? Oh, my God. Almost definitely a part of these fucking psychedelics, uh, LSD experiments that they were doing on hippies. Almost definitely experimented on him, probably in prison, but almost definitely allowed him to get out of... When he violated his parole, let him loose, let him free, supply him with acid, yeah. monitor him. They were, they were monitoring him every step of the way. They, like, fed that monster. They knew that this guy had been incarcerated half his life. He was a con man, and they taught him how to be a cult leader. They taught him how to be a cult leader. And they probably talked him into or, or taught him how to talk people into killing people. And to do so with acid and they would dose him up and he would make people do all kinds of shit like it would take people like okay You're gonna fuck her and he's gonna fuck him and they would put they would put together these orgies He would put together orgies. I mean he would sodomize Sounds kids like, in, in oh, front man, of in sucks. front of them like horrific shit Fucked up. Yeah, yeah He was a yeah. like some boy that was like 15 years old. He did crazy crazy shit They were all on acid. They all they committed murder. He, he directed them to commit murder, but all of this very connected to the CIA's MK Ultra project all of it. Yeah, man. very connected to multiple different in multiple different ways connected to LSD and hippies, LSD and mind control, LXD, trying to come up with a Manchurian candidate, trying to get someone to commit murder and not even realize they did it. Also connected to Lee Harvey Oswald, because Jack Ruby was all fucked up on that program when he killed Lee Harvey Oswald and afterwards went completely insane, was seen by the very same doctor that was running the clinic where Manson used to go. This guy who was a CIA doctor, was a psychologist or a psychiatrist dosing people up with LSD, running studies on prisoners, getting students to run studies, getting scientists to run yeah. studies. Not well, even knowing they were doing it through the CIA. Kaczynski, too. Don't forget oh, him. Oh, yeah. Kaczynski. How about Operation Midnight Climax ran brothels in San Francisco and a couple other places where they dosed people up with acid and watched them fuck? How dare they name it that? I know. Midnight Climax. That's so dumb. It sounds like, you know what it sounds like? That sounds like the name of like porn in a hotel that you could watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like a secret agent that sucks everyone's dick. Midnight Climax. <laughs> Whoever named that, that really tells you a lot about the program. But like, you know, man, the here's a controversial fucking thing to say, which someone reminded me of a while ago, uh, which really freaked me out, kind of. Which is like, uh, back then, when like there was like right now, we know a little bit more about the, some of the shit the CIA did. A lot of it because they put it on their website. Yes, which is so crazy to me. <laughs> they just put it up on their website, which is crazy. And it, but. Back then, like what stuff did they put up on their website? Dude, are you fucking kidding? Like all the shit about the remote viewing experiments they did. Like it's they just. It's I interviewed that main guy that they had for remote viewing. Was yeah. that fucking famous guy? Uh, There's one famous guy that I interviewed. He's like famous in the remote viewing world. I, I, I know. Did, I know um, you're talking. The guy who wrote the movie or didn't write it, but the documentary "Man Who Kill Shot" was the. Was, was he the that? guy who talked about a kill shot, or that's the, what the name for the thing that happens when the sun fucks up? It didn't fuck up. I mean, who am I to say the sun fucked up? But for us, it fucked up. Does like a, not a supernova, but just uh, does a big-ass flare that like 
kind of like melts whatever side of the earth happens to be facing it. You know, that's like the kill shot that a lot of these remote viewers were apparently saying that they were seeing because they, they were realizing that they could actually, they weren't sort of bound by time and these visions and they all started sharing this vision of this thing. It's really a creepy creepy documentary out there man but the- well, that's out 100 percent on the table like some giant solar flare some solar incident that's 100 percent on the table have we by the way i'm sorry if we talked about this the last episode have we talked about the cia's website yet what about their website have you ever gone to it no J- jamie would you <laughs> mind pulling that up i have applied for a job what do i have to you apply for a job with the CIA? Well, I want—I was stoned, and it was late at night, and I'm like, wait, you can apply online? Check it whoa, out, whoa, dude. Whoa, 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 Ask Molly? There's a, a cartoon? Yeah. Hold on. Back up. This is the CIA's back website. Up. Ask Molly, your CIA source on the inside, and it's hashtag Ask Molly Hale, and Molly yeah. Hale is like a hot agent. This week's Ask Molly uh, Hale yeah, question comes from a writer cute. who wants to know if there's a path forward for them at CIA since they have done illegal drugs in the past. They took my question! That's your question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, seems, it seems like it's your question. Since they have done illegal drugs in the past. Let's see what Molly's answer is. Let's see Molly's answer. So it says, find Molly's answer. What does Molly say? Dear, you could just serve. Let me be clear on this from the get-go. Having previously used illegal drugs does not immediately disqualify you from working at CIA. If working for CIA is your life's goal, and we certainly hope it is, that there could, could be, be a path, path for you yeah. here. With that said, there's cert- there are certain restrictions you should be aware of, especially if you've used illegal drugs within the past year. Generally speaking, to be eligible for CIA employment, applicants must not have used illegal drugs within the past 12 months. Ah, damn. Shit. This is, as with most things, a general rule by which to gauge your higher ability. Uh, that's not a word, kids. <laughs> is not that a typo? Only <laughs> an applicant, but uh, uh, not only an applicant, but as the potential holder of a security clearance. Mm. Might seem a bit archaic, but consider the access to information we're giving at CIA employees. Oh, and consequences <laughs> of granting access to the wrong person. How much access to information? Just read that real quick. It might seem a bit archaic, but consider the access to information we're giving at CIA, yeah. giving CIA employees. What yeah. access are you giving them? You're in a simulator. That's probably the first thing they say after you get hired. They're like, it's a simulator. We're just doing like what the programmer wants. It's like, I know you're going to freak out for two months. We're going to give you like a protocol of antidepressants because you can go nihilistic or absurdist when you realize you're just a string of code that's running. But you'll get over it. And then there's an egg. You can go, the thing reads your mind. It's kind of cool. We'll show you that later. <laughs> Officers regularly handle classified information, which if leaked, could spell disaster for national security and endanger the life of CIA officers yeah. this is my favorite word assets and their family assets is one of my favorite words they use we have an asset in jerusalem an asset mm-hmm. you got an asset yeah is it a person you know a guy yeah well he's an asset he's yeah. an asset yeah he's a, a like a a number like what's an asset an asset is like Friend. stocks you yeah got an asset you got a st- i got stock in palestinians I got some Palestinians. I've saved up. Yeah. I've got some assets. Just some people you connected with. I connect with them. They're my assets. Yeah. Now, you may be wondering, that's all fine, Mm -hmm. Molly, but I live in a state where marijuana use was legalized under state law. 
So why would any of this really apply in my case? The short answer is, or would any of this really apply in my case? The short answer is yes. Marijuana remains illegal under federal law in every state. The CIA is bound by federal law, which prohibits CIA from granting security clearances to unlawful users of controlled substances, including mm. marijuana. Mm. State laws do not supersede those of the federal government. The great lord who looks over the land with an iron fist. For more information regarding the federal government security clearance guidelines regarding drug use and other considerations, you can check out the... What if the next line was like, hey, what's up, Joe? That's cool you're showing this on your podcast. Uh, no, no. It's well, a simulation. But I do think like in there is they're also kind of saying like, that being said, if you can set shit on fire with your mind or something when you're stoned, come talk to us. It's like, you know what I mean? They are saying like, the other cool thing when you look at him applying for a job is it says, uh, after you apply, don't tell anybody you apply for the job, we'll like approach you regarding the job, mm. which is so fucking cool. You can't talk about it when you apply. And which, they're, meanwhile, they're absolutely checking your phone. They're checking your, I, I applied and like, I just leaned into the fact that like, fuck it, they're going to look at everything <laughs> I do. And then also like imagining that at some point, some CIA agent might come up to me like, Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Did you really want to be a bookkeeper at the Pentagon? No, I wanted to meet a CIA agent, dude. <laughs> Hello. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, wouldn't you, you, wouldn't you like to meet? I, mean, I know one. You know a CIA agent? I've had him on the podcast multiple times. Mike Baker. He does a lot of consulting for TV shows and security stuff. So you're, yeah. you, you are in, and is he working for them now? No, well. How would you know? He, yeah, he's a former CIA operative. What does that mean? Do you, do you really think they ever stop talking to each other? No. No. He does security clearance stuff and mm. security stuff. He's got a whole, has a security company. Did he, did, so, so wait, so this guy, did you ask him about the Manson shit? No, I just found out about this shit really recently. Uh. Fitzsimmons told me about this guy. Tom O'Neill was his neighbor for like 20 years. He was neighbors with Greg and Greg, the, the, the whole time he was doing this book while Greg was friends with him. Right. It took him 20 years to write this book. Started out as an article for Premier Magazine, and then as he started uncovering all these inconsistencies with the trial, he realized that there was kind of a bullshit trial, and that the prosecuting attorney, like everybody had, there was there was deals that everybody had made to have a specific narrative go through, and uh, Susan Atkins, one of the, one of the people from the Manson family, was on trial. Her her fucking defense attorney was like a former prosecuting attorney that had worked with Vincent Bugliosi and all these other people before they were all buddies wow. and they signed him to her to take over for her state appointed attorney he, this guy yeah. took over and like just they, they just they followed directions like everybody followed directions and as he was going deeper and deeper into the story he realized like there was a lot of crazy shit that was going on that first of all Manson for sure was let out of jail multiple times when he shouldn't have been when he was violating parole Oh man, he was let out of jail repeatedly for crazy shit like theft and you know And they they were monitoring these people they knew where they were staying They knew the ranch the spawn ranch where they were staying at they never did anything They, right. they let them they let them go whenever they were in trouble Ugh. and most likely got him the fucking LSD Have you looked up the finders cult yet? What is that one? 
I don't even want. I shouldn't even brought it up. I'm not even doing a good job with this. That last description because I didn't think I was going to talk about it, but. This thing blew my mind. Like, you got to listen to this audiobook. Listen to the, the audiobook, okay. or just even maybe just listen to some of the podcasts and you'll get sucked in. This guy was obsessed with this for 20 years. It's all he th- thought of, it's all he did. It was his life's work. Do you, do you, okay, you had the CIA agent you had on. He's cool, right? He seems like a good guy. Is he your friend? I like the guy. So, and, and, you know what's so bizarre, and like I'm, I don't even want to say it, but I think it's like because you say it, and then people see you say it, and they're like, "See, you're all in the CIA." But something Rick, Do- you know, I was bitching to Rick Doblin about uh, on a podcast, and I was like doing this thing I used to do when I was younger, which is like trying to create a all evil, all good binary regarding people who work like in the CIA or people who work in the even the DEA or whatever that thing you do when you're like. When you're when you're being lazy in your yeah. way of thinking, right? Being binary. And right. and Doblin, one of the things he said to me that I, I've always kept with me is he's like, he, there's there's people like us, like all the way to the top. You know, there's people who like look at drug laws right now, and to people from the CIA listen to this podcast. Right. Yeah, I know. I know that, of that. Right. So it's like, I, FBI, I mean, yeah, listen to this podcast. that's what I'm saying, man, is like the thing that the thing that's somewhat annoying in the sense that it requires nuance rather than like a, a, a heavy handed. They're all evil is some of the people in there are really like 100 percent trying to keep at least people here from getting blown the fuck up yes and that that and like they're not like like oh god like can we let's find another manson oh we gotta you know exactly but exactly. it's it, 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 all you know i went and got this tour of actually jpl the place parsons was at man and like uh i think it was bp or shell or some like oil company that i had like just generally we all look at the oil companies and think they're they're the they're all the worst while you know while you're driving in your car you'll be like these fucking <laughs> oil companies but like the the um th- they were working on some kind of new solar panel technology it was like shell or i don't remember which fucking company it was i remember saying to the guy like this technology if if it works doesn't this destroy the oil industry like don't they know they're working on a technology that's going to make the thing they make money selling and buying are irrelevant. And he's like, oh, no, these companies are so big that there's departments within departments within departments. And that's where it gets fucking crazy about the CIA, yeah. which is like they, the people in the CIA don't know, obviously, all the people in the CIA. Exactly. That's your security clearance. And the question is, how deep does that basement go, man, under the CIA? But, but here's also the question. Yeah. How are you going to find out what happens when people take LSD without giving people LSD and studying them? Ready? Go. You're not. So if you're in 1953, okay, and you're finding out about LSD, and people are taking LSD at parties, and people are taking LSD at concerts, and you start realizing the ramifications of a society in 1964 that's all taking LSD, and you see this hippie movement, you're going to run some studies. So then you're going to give people the, the ability to test people without their knowledge. You don't know how crazy that guy is, what kind of a sociopath that guy is, and he's going to run tests on people without their knowledge and give them LSD. And then there's going to be people that say, hey, you know, we want to infiltrate all these anti-war groups. We want to infiltrate the Black Panthers. We want to infiltrate these hippies. Yeah. How can we do that? Well, here's how we do that. We take this guy, we got him in prison for half of his fucking life in federal prison so far. He's 32 years old. Yeah. Let's 
dose this motherfucker up with LSD. Let's run some studies on him and let's tell him that he's a cult leader and get him to make some apocalyptic fucking death cult that wants to kill people and write pig on the wall in their blood. And yeah. so they let Manson, they, they, they knew where he was. They knew he was getting acid. They knew that he was probably having people kill people. Yeah, well... Okay, first of all, to go back, man, if you really study the spread of LSD in the popular culture, it wasn't that the CIA saw people taking LSD at parties. It's that the CIA, as I understand the story, goes and buys from Sandoz Laboratories all of their LSD and then begins to do tests on college campuses where people begin to take the LSD and then the parties start. So it's I think it's more like the CIA started the party when it comes to LSD, or at least were majorly involved mm. in the initial experience people had with LSD, which was like that's when that's when you get Tim Leary, yeah. that's when you get Richard Alper, you know, Ramdas. That's they were both like hanging out at Harvard where the same psychology professor who did this shit on Kaczynski was and like LSD, you know, that's, they were doing, I don't know if they were doing the LSD test there, but these tests were going on. They were being exposed to LSD that theoretically, I don't know if it came from the CIA or not, but I don't know like where the, I think they actually those tests were, they were ordering it from Sandoz, but for sure, like who wrote one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Uh, Damn it. I can't believe I can't remember that author's name. Kinkeezy. Yeah, Kinkeezy. He he did one of the CIA LSD. He was in one of the CIA LSD experiments. So like Oh, well, that makes sense. And and but and also, man, like back then, I don't think because we didn't get the Manson, the Kaczynski, or all the awful shrapnel, weird shards of chaos that exploded off of the crazy, unethical shit they did, I don't know if there was so much of an idea that they were evil. I could be wrong about that, but they weren't even called the CIA. I think they were called the OSS. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah. But by the time, they were, they were, the CIA was running a fucking clinic in Haight-Ashbury that closed down after like 30 years of being open or 40 years of being open, closed down three months after this book came out. I'm like, what? well, that's a wrap. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. Jolly West, the same guy who visited um, uh, Jack Ruby in the hospital. And after he left, Jack Ruby went insane. He was crawling underneath the table and thought that Jewish children were getting lit on fire and cut apart in the streets and a, a new holocaust was going on. Fuck. Immediately, immediately he has the, 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 they have no record of him acting insane before this at all. He didn't even understand why he shot Lee Harvey Oswald. That's so fucked yeah. up. Well, they they think that the same thing happened with Sirhan Sirhan, the guy who shot Robert uh, Robert Kennedy. They think that he was uh, under the influence as well because he had the same reaction after he shot him. Like, why am I here? What what happened? That they used LSD to somehow or another g get these people to commit atrocities, to ki to kill people, to murder people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you can. What's probably you can probably. I know you can. If we go on the CIA, the crazy thing is. You can go on their website, yeah. look at the Freedom of Information Act archives, and they have MK Ultra shit up there right now that you can look at. That's where it gets really weird. Is it's like they're like, yeah, yeah, but they never admit that they gave people. That was the thing about Jolly West. He never admitted that he gave people LSD and did what? studies on them. Never admitted it. I think while he was alive, at least. I mean, I don't know if they're they're admitting it now because of the Freedom of Information. Well, they must because Operation Midnight Climax is that's an officially historical record. Yeah, yeah. So they must be now. But yeah. when they were when you know they were operating this clinic, Manson and the family were going into that clinic all the time. There's a direct 
there's a 100% direct connection between the CIA doctors who are providing LSD to the hippies and Manson going to this clinic. That is oh, it's, so Dude, this book is up. crazy. Man, that does not sound like pandemic reading to me. That it's sounds, the best. Are you sure, Go man? Go deep. I don't know, man. Like, Go I'm deep. Dealing, like, I'm already, like, weirded out by, like, just bad understanding of astronomy. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I need to, like, get into shit about the, the CIA, especially because it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just too much, you know? That being Crossing said, I'm going to definitely fucking mm -hmm. read that book. Well, just uh, listen to the podcast. That's the easiest. You'll you'll get your dick wet, listen to the podcast, and then you're going to want to listen to the audiobook or read the book. But he has uh, 60 pages of citations and references at the end of the book to show each thing and how he can prove it. Like, it's, these are not, this is not, he's got some speculation that he entertained at the very end of the book, and we talked about it on the podcast, but the stuff that he knows for sure to be true is bonkers. Can I ask you a question sure. that will probably get made into, like, a YouTube clip mm -hmm. accusing you of being an asset of the CIA? Sure. So, okay, let's imagine this. One day, you get contacted by somebody who's in the CIA, and they show you convincing data regarding something you know whatever it may be meteor impact some other impending danger that is like you look at it and it's like whatever it is they give you 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 believe it and they're like listen I, joe we know you're like we know that you're like a wild animal and we know that like you're, you you don't want to be dishonest and we understand that but we got to figure out a way to get this kind of information out to the world because if we don't like it, it's going to be really bad and we're just going to to people like you and just trying to get whatever the thing is they want you to say a little thing an idea of how they want you to be and the they're not offering you money they're not offering you money they're, and they're also like saying like don't worry if you say no Duncan, did you get that job at the CIA what <laughs> excuse me did i get the job at did the you CIA? get that job that you applied for no it seems like you're priming me what for you're 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 gonna give me a suggestion later listen i know what you're doing man joe have you ever thought of a blue butterfly joe <laughs> 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 yeah yeah but I mean, seriously what, what would your response be if like someone's like look we just need your help Listen, I think Central Intelligence Agency, I think FBI, I think I think the DEA, I think they're all necessary. I don't think they're unnecessary. I think that the, most of what they're doing is trying to protect us. Let's do I the do Illuminati think, logo for the YouTube. I do think also Sorry. that some of those guys turn into fucking cowboys and try to fly coke back from Mexico and yeah. crash CIA jets. Right. That's true, too. Yes. All that shit that happened in Mena, Arkansas... You know, uh, all that shit that happened when Clinton was governor with yeah. Barry Seals, when they were running coke back and forth and dropping off in Mena, Arkansas. Yeah. That guy was a CIA contractor. There's a right. lot of those guys that were CIA. Look, they got compromised, I think. But that doesn't mean the whole CIA is bad. That doesn't mean we don't need a CIA. Man, if you talk to people, if they're honest, I don't know if they're uh, – let's just assume they're honest. If you talk to people that deal with – trying to infiltrate terrorist groups and deal with tracking terrorists and deal with trying to figure out if someone's trying to make a dirty bomb, trying to figure out if someone's ready to blow up a mall. And they're, and they're, they're doing this actively every day, all day. That's essential. Right. That's essential. So the CIA, oh, fucking MKUltra, they, they dose people in whorehouses. That's not the same people.
Okay, this is a giant organization that's been around for a long fucking time. Right. What you're hearing about from Jolly West and the MK Ultra, those people are dead. Those right. are those are not alive today. But you know who are, is alive today? ISIS. You know who is alive today? A, a lot of threats all around the world. You know who is alive today? Kim Jong Un, the, the the leader of China. All these fucking dictators that are they're heavily armed all over the world. There's a lot of them. Right. You got to keep an eye on those motherfuckers. Right. And if you don't think you have to keep an eye on them, you're crazy. Right. It, well, well, the CIA is evil. No, 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 no. Humans are evil, and sometimes you need someone who's paying attention to the evil people. Right. Yeah, that's what you need. Now, does that mean that they're not going to stray across the lines of what is correct and good and fair and 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 start spying on regular people too? No, it doesn't mean that. Right. It means that shit needs to be curbed. That shit's un-American, right? right? But if you think someone might be a terrorist, like you should be able to find out before they blow up a right. fucking school. Totally. Right? We 100%. All, 100%. So the question is how good are these people at f at walking that line? Turns out pretty fucking good. Turns out pretty fucking good. There's right. a bunch of shit that's happened over time. But also, they've gotten intel on all these different terrorists and all these different fucking terrible situations all over the world and probably saved a lot of people. Right. Like, it's not perfect. But nothing's perfect. There's not a fucking thing that's perfect, ever, whether it's the fucking post office or police officers or fire department or and doctors. No one's perfect. Right. Including the CIA, including the FBI, including the Army, the Navy. There's going to be problems. Right. But overall, they're trying to protect, I would imagine, if yeah. I had to ask. Like, what are you guys here for? To make sure the shit doesn't hit the fan. Well, pay attention to the shit. Pay right. attention. Do do some of them branch out into coke business? Yes, I'm sure some of them of sell coke. I'm sure there's someone for the federal government that's selling guns to a bad guy right now. I'm sure. Can I'm we, sure. So people are people. If you right. got a million people, you're gonna get thirty bad ones or whatever the fuck the number is. It's just part of life. Yeah. I, yeah. I, look, I. I mean, all I, for you're a CIA yeah. apologist. I set you up. Yeah. I don't believe a word of what ah, I just said. Come on, man. You what about my bonus? You took what, that job. Come on, man. You, you know I get a big job. bonus for I, the the. Like I, you know, I don't. Yeah. Are you I, wearing a wire, bro? You don't have to wear a wire anymore. Just carry your phone. I'm wearing a wire on a podcast. <laughs> I'm monitoring you, Joe. Imagine if you like you got like too close to the mic. It's like, <laughs> Jamie's like, hmm. Dude, interference. <laughs> that's when I was a kid growing up. That was always one of like when I was at the beach. That was always like something I'd fantasize about. Is like, fuck. I hope one of those drug bags washes up, man. <laughs> you know, do you ever wonder like how many of those wash up that people don't report? You know, whenever I hear about someone who's like, oh my god, I found a briefcase full of cocaine. Like, why are you? That's mm. God. That's grace. Like something is like delivered unto you. This bizarre thing. At the right. very least, Pure. like you know, I'm not a fan of coke myself. It like makes me. I hate it. In fact, yeah. Yep. But if you got some of that Ozzy Osbourne from the '70s coke, do you know how good that shit would be? CIA Uncut. cocaine. Yes. Remember, when, remember when we talk about government weed? Government weed was good. Oh yeah. Unlike the cheese. Oh yeah. Like, government cheese is terrible, but government weed, dude, he's got that government weed. Whoa. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, man. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. That was the thing back when weed was illegal. You wanted to shit the government was growing. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> for sure, 
by the way, you know, there's a, it, there's like, I guess at the CIA, there's a layer of all the sober people who've like haven't gotten high for a year, which whoever's writing that fucking thing is definitely like laughing as they're writing it. You know, they're like just laughing because they're so fucking high and they're like, all right, we'll just no, they say test, it. man. Well, they there, test. there's a layer, there's a level they test, but you know, there's a level where you get past that level and like, listen, the no drug stuff, please. We want you to have a good time. This is a fun job. <laughs> like we know that you're, you can handle your shit. We just have to do that level below you because otherwise, the last thing you need is another fucking Manson. You, you know what I always think about when I think of someone infiltrating a terrorist group? What that scene in Team America: World Police, where the actor has the fucking terrible outfit on? Oh, and yeah. We need <laughs> actors to save the world. <laughs> Did you remember? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of that. If I think about anybody infiltrating a terrorist group, I think of that guy. Yeah, well, you know what? This Again, I, we don't have to worry about that. That, to me, is a fucking great thing. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about infiltrating a terrorist group. Right. Can you imagine if it was... That guy <laughs> you remember? He was so good at acting. They just let him. He looks so bad. And they just, they just believe him, and he walks right through. Oh, my God. What this a movie's great movie. amazing. Yeah. This movie's amazing. Folks, if you've never seen Team America World Police, I probably laugh harder in this movie than any movie I've ever seen in my life. It is so so good. good. Team America, what a great name. <laughs> World Police. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, after you see the movie, go online and find the sex scenes that they had to delete. <laughs> so, awesome. first of all, these guys are geniuses. And what, what they figured out is that if you just add way more than you really want, they let you have what you want. You got to add stuff like, they. I think she shit on his oh, chest. Right. They pissed all over each other. They fuck like crazy. So, it's a, it's a plastic <laughs> doll sex scene that's so... So crazy and graphic. And then no. when you watch it in the movie, it's like a, a fraction of this because they just they just went so far. They're 69 in each other. That and, is ridiculous. Yeah. And she's sucking his dick, like violently Jesus. sucking him off. And they just keep so they, they did this so that they could have some of it in there. I mean, it's so <laughs> long and so crazy. And then once you think it's over, then they start pissing and shitting all over each other, too. Oh, wow. Doesn't it keep going? Yeah, I was like, this is a clip from the actual movie. Oh, that's from the actual movie. Oh, so what? that's how much they left in. <laughs> that's how much they left in because they cut out. They got so savage with the sex scene that they let them keep the most preposterous amount in there because it was so far past that. They just tricked them. They used, like, sleight of hand. Dude, that must have been so funny filming that. <laughs> like that was, I just, think it took a long time. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Like Trey Parker was saying in some interview that he would never do that again. Like, that's too bad. Stop motion? Yeah, because, dude, Team America World Police is one of the funniest movies of all time. For sure. And you could, there's so much in that movie, like what they do with South Park, that you could never do with a human. But you can do it with either a doll or a cartoon easily, and it's amazing. Like death, death scenes. Like you killed Kenny. You couldn't have a guy just die no. every week on a sitcom. People were like, this is freaking me the fuck out. Yeah. But he doesn't even look remotely real. So you can just cut his head off. He can light on fire. He can blow up in a, an explosion. Yeah. You can uh, definitely get away with a lot more in, in that regard, for sure. Get away with everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's a genius way to do comedy. I don't know. I mean, I, I like South Park is like... 
eerie to me in their ability to quickly animate shit that maintains its relevance. Like it's it's insane that they're able to do that. Like that they've got it down to that level of like oh shit something happened in the world and we're going to respond to it almost instantly not only that they do it mockingly but accurately like they they figure out how to ride that line and have what are you laughing at i just saw a scene i've never seen before from it i'm looking for the <laughs> let's see it i thought it, i thought it was fan made but it's not oh. it's like a this is meryl streep and this is ben affleck they have, he's just oh like a the ben affleck is just a hand <laughs> they made Matt Damon and Ben Affleck really fucking dumb in that movie, right? Oh, yeah. Easy. I'm Matt Damon. Yeah. How rude. <laughs> Matt Damon's actually very smart. That's yeah. so rude. But it doesn't matter. They could just do that. Yeah. They could do anything. Yeah. That when you have, like, cartoons and puppets, you could fucking do anything. Dude, I mean, that's the... <laughs> but except yeah. anything you want to do takes forever. I mean, that is the yes. problem. Is like, yeah, you could do anything, but that anything is like... You know, months of anythingness. So it's like right. clearly easier to film shit or just to say it. Or I mean, the fact that they used hands, who God only knows how much money that saved them. Like that decision to just do that, how much time that probably saved them. Who knows? Like mm. those kinds of like decisions in shows like that are like really smart and funny. Yeah, I, but yeah, animation is like, I mean. It is spellbinding. It is. He's eating her ass. Yes. Slightly longer. It's longer. It's not much different, to be honest with you, though. No, but there's yeah. the shit and the piss I thought scene. so, but it's not coming up on here. What? I, oh, there, but there, oh, there it is. Yeah. Wait, wait, go back. There it is. She drops a log in his face. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. <laughs> and then I think she pisses on him, yeah, too, right? actually right before that. Right oh, she, oh, he pisses on her. <laughs> and then she shits in his face. How many people do you think do that? If you look at the whole population, like the entire population, like a little light went off every time someone was shitting on someone's head. How many times that happened? In a I day? bet you could fucking light up a small town. No, <laughs> 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 uh, it's mostly the girls shitting on the guy's head, right? Would you imagine most of it is like a girl, a guy wanting a girl to shit on his head? Mostly. 100%. I mean, look up. If you look, here's a, have you looked, not Is shit. this interesting, though? What I was going to say is it's, it doesn't, I don't feel bad at all about that. Like, I don't feel like he's getting shit on. I feel like he wanted to get shit on and he got shit on. So I'm not mad at her at all. But right. if a guy was just, my thing is like shit on women's heads. I'd be like, that guy's a piece of garbage. What the fuck, man? Why are you doing that? And the girls, they just, look, they want a thousand bucks. He wants to shit on their head. They make a deal. And he just shits on people's heads. I would feel like that guy's disgusting. But the girl who shit on the guy's head, obviously the guy wanted it. The guy, It's easier to think a guy wants to get his head shit on than a girl. It's not. Yeah. Like, a guy, like if you told me, hey, you know that guy that used to be on that sitcom? He likes he pays girls to shit on his head. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Dude, I know how much it costs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> there is there's probably a market for it, right? Depends like, on how good you want her English to be. Yeah, there's just some but, giant German lady who comes over and just dumps on your head. There's probably negotiation. Like, oh. there's probably a dude who's actually had the conversation. Where he's like, really? Like two thousand bucks? Like, are you kidding? Like, I, you, I never pay more than twelve hundred for someone to shit on my head. Maybe they like they'll give a little extra if they let the, they're you know, they're allowed to pick your diet. I want you to only eat Indian food. Oh God, just yeah. curry. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want to smell the curry when you shit in my face. Have you seen those? There. Have you seen those videos? The fetish videos of people who like to look at videos of people getting stuck in mud. Do you know about that fetish? No. Have you heard about that? <laughs> oh, dude, it's like I don't know. Can we show no. it without? Look no. up YouTube stuck in people no, stuck in mud. <laughs> People are into people that get stuck in the yeah, mud. Yeah, it's like a fetish. Like it's like, and there's all oh these videos God. of people. Like, if you found, I mean, like, so the humans are stuck in mud, like walking, and then someone comes along and fucks their mouth or something. Well, no, it for, no, it's just someone stuck in mud. Like <laughs> at first, you look at it and it looks like, why did that dude just throw himself in that swampy mud? And then he gets out of the mud, or they'll start just like wiggling around in the mud, and like, yeah, it's oh my God. crazy. Uh, well, uh, okay, uh, you're. I found I can, something, but it's not. It could be an evolution of car stuck girls, but maybe not. Car stuck like girls? girls that are stuck with their car, like they need help, and then oh, it's like a porn. To like someone needs help, and they're in a helpless position. I mm. don't know. That's uh, always in a movie, right? The guy's waiting in the bushes with a gun, and the girl's standing there with her hood up, and the guy runs out. Hey, give me your uh, keys. Yeah. yeah. I, it's on YouTube. Yeah, there's. A, I just. I just oh, sorry, man. I thought you were looking in like porn. I don't even know if it's on porn. I typed in stuck in mud fetish videos and then there's a lot of like car forums. Like, what's up with all these girls getting stuck in the mud? Like, what the fuck's happening? No, are they getting stuck in the mud with their legs? No, no, it's like their automobile. Yeah, like a BMW. The one I've seen is mostly primarily dudes. Like, it's like. Oh, guys get stuck in the mud and then other guys get come No, there's no other guy. It's just like a guy, like, you know, the La Brea Tar Pits? Yes. It's just that, but with a like guy with abs. Oh, my God. Who's like, oh, they're not yelling. They're just like, you know, like, they're just stuck in mud. Wow. Yeah, yeah. People are so strange. It's a, it's a, that fetish is a really interesting one. But I think any, you know, you're kind of lucky if that's your fetish. Yeah. There's a lot of mud out there, man. It's like, that's a, that's a It doesn't a good seem like fetish. you're hurting anybody. Yeah. No, unless you no. pay someone to go get stuck in mud and like they like sink down into quicksand or something. Well, do you think that the people that, are they, are they fantasizing about themselves being stuck in mud? Don't know. I don't know. Right, it's open interpretation. It could be they're just really into watching hot guys that get stuck. Someone's filming it. And, and they jerk off while they're like, you fucking loser. Can't oh, get out of that mud, you look fucking at that loser. Beautiful mud. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, there you go. That's why. That, I don't know if this is one. This has 130,000 views and it says what you said. Blonde girl gets stuck in very sticky mud. Yeah, but you notice, like, it's not like they're trying to get out. That's, at Can first, I just you're. To be honest, she looks like the kind of girl that would just give up. <laughs> like, I don't even think she's that stuck. Like, come on. You're not that stuck. I'm fucking stuck. I can't. See? Just done. Yeah. I'm just done. Yeah. How much did they pay her to do this? 50 bucks? I don't know. How much do they have to pay you? How much do they pay me for my mud videos? No, no, no. If you wanted to do a mud video. They want you to do a mud video like that. Free. (laughs) Just give me a good patch of mud. I'll go in it. (laughs) Why not? Oh, this a, a, a cute Asian girl? Chinese girl gets stuck in mud with cute sneakers. Oh, no. She's got cute sneakers. She's oh, going to walk right in the mud with those cute sneakers. Honey, those are valuable. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? These are great, Jamie. I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> like, I'm an expert. So weird, these are man. new. They're so weird. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a very strange fetish. I don't know if it's like, oh, there's a playlist. maybe oh, it's geez. like an ASMR thing or something. Maybe, yeah. they, you know, maybe it's not even like sexual. It's just something in it. It's like... Relaxing. No, dude, she took her shoes off. It's sexual. Yeah, that's true. Oh, she's got her feet. 
she's moving around, getting all squirt. You're a dirty girl with your dirty feet. Dirty feet in the yeah. mud. Look at her. She's getting down that yeah. dirt. She's lost a sock. Yeah, this is weird. Weird, man. Imagine this is your whole life. And you like you go on the forums and yeah, you talk that, about guys got any new squishy feet in the mud videos? Yeah, that'd be really weird, Joe. So Jamie, let's <laughs> pull up something about the news. <laughs> I mean, again, why here's a real question. Here's a weird question. Why is that so strange? But like someone who collects stamps, that's normal. Right. Some guy who loves to, oh this There's guy's your he's dressed up like a Nazi. He's going all the way down. And he goes quicksand. all the way to his fucking head. Still smoking too. He's like in quicksand. Is he in quicksand? Is that yeah, what that is? Yeah, this is a whole playlist of mess, mud, and quicksand. You remember when people were terrified of quicksand and then it stopped being a thing? Now this. There's a whole Radio Lab podcast about that. It's really interesting because you hear the podcast, you go, "Oh yeah, I remember." Like people were scared of quicksand, and then yeah. all of a sudden it went away. I forget what their reasoning is. Well, when we were kids. That was like one of the ways you could die. Yeah, it's quicksand. quicksand. And sometimes you would, like, if you're out in the woods and there was a suspicious patch, mm. you might even poke it with a stick because yes. it's like, fuck, that's, that was a whole trope in like old movies. Yeah. You know, like Tarzan stuck in the quicksand or you're in the quicksand, and then you, someone throws a vine that you pull yourself yes, out. Exactly. That's in like 80 different movies. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. What are you supposed to do if you were really in quicksand? You're supposed to treat it like it's water and swim, right? I've there's videos on no? it. Jamie says no. Go, Jamie. Are you a quicksand? No, I've, there's videos on. It. I was gonna say I've seen one <laughs> recently. So if you what end you up stuck in quicksand, do? the best thing to do is is if your phone isn't fucked up, <laughs> set it up to take a video and then send that video to I Love Mud Boys at gmail .com. <laughs> It's my private email. I will come to you. Trust me, it seems like I won't get to you, but I will come After to you. I come on you. <laughs> I'll get you I'll out pull of you out. Imagine that usually thing. I think you, you fall back. You have a service, and your service is you get people out of the mud, and you give them 1200 bucks. but you got to jerk off on their face while they're trying to get out of the mud. Like, yeah. You go out there with like big mud shoes, like snowshoes, but only for mud. And you come out there and fucking whack one off in the head. And like, okay, all right, we're good. Deal's a deal. And then uh, you harness them up to a rope and hit, you hitch it to your winch and drag them out of the swamp. Think of the bad luck. And you give them money, though. You give them 1200 bucks. Here's 1200 bucks. Thank you. But to me, that's like the fu that would be a great scene is like somebody does get stuck in quicksand and, yeah. and someone like they see boots and they're like, thank God, thank God. And it is like a mud fetishist who's oh, like, yeah. you know, like, no, I'll get to you. Don't worry. I'm going to save you. But mm. just, you know, enjoy it for Dude, a second. what about this? What if the, the fucking, the, the real mud fetishists, they set up traps. So they made their own mud holes. They dug them <laughs> real deep and used some real silty, very fine sort of sand. Yeah. So if you get in there, you slide right in. You're like, uh. it's quicksand. And they have traps. They have yeah. traps. And they got like a little camera trap that sends a text to their phone, says, Oh, we got one. And then they, they start chewing on Viagra and start getting their dick hard and then they run out. Dude. Or like, <laughs> like yeah. a spider. You catch something in its nest. But you kind of fall in love with them, you know, and then you start <laughs> dating them. And then like but then then you know, like all of a sudden you realize like everyone they've dated, they've saved from quicksand, and you begin <laughs> to realize like, oh shit, they're doing it on purpose. You, you go into you're looking for something like um, uh, does he have a flashlight? Let's see find some go through his stuff here, look for a flashlight, yeah. and you find schematics for how to build the perfect sand pit uh, 
You motherfucker, you tricked me. It Dude. shows the water, where the water's coming in to make the quicksand. You're like, need this amount of water to capture a 200-pound man. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's metrics based on weight. <laughs> that's what he likes. He wants to get, like, big, burly, like, fireman-type dudes to jerk off on their hair. That's Holy the thrill. Shit. Well, they're, they're trapped. He knows, maybe, like, he knows calls for specific types of people. <laughs> Like, like he knows what'll draw like a man. Turkey call. Yeah. Yeah. That's cr dude. Um, have you ever done one of those? Like, have you ever gone to spa and in there, like, and like, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna do like, a, I'm gonna get a massage. But then you see in their catalog, they've got a mud dip that you can go into that's somehow healthy for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a considered like a healthy thing. You laying it up to your head. It's like, you know what I'm talking about, man? Like, it's like yes, mud spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever done one of those? No, I have not. They're fucking Amazing. awful. Amazing. Awful. <laughs> Dude, I went in there because, like, we, um, you know, I was with a, I brought a girl, I was with this, my girlfriend at the spa, and it look they made it look all romantic and shit. It's like a couple's mud dip. And like, <laughs> you know, there's like flowers in between them and stuff. And you see oh, it in the weird. picture and it looks somehow relaxing. Your brain, part of you is like, how could that, how's that gonna feel good? Like, it's like just sitting in mud, but it looks kind of cool. And you know, you're, you're, I love getting stoned and getting massages. It's like, it might be fun when you're high, just be in mud. We got in these fucking things. They're, they're like next to each other. And like, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> they don't, number one, they don't replace. Look at this picture. <laughs> That's so stupid. Ah, that was like it. They Somehow they make it. Whoever's doing this shit is made, try, like, see if you can make them think you, this is a normal thing for a couple to do. And then also you realize they don't change the mud. I'm pretty sure they don't refill Why the mud. Would they? Oh, it's would dirty. Yeah, yeah. It's dirty. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So the culture that came out of some dude's balls yeah. is all like mingling with your cultures, and oh, it's like breeding in the mud. Yeah, what? exactly, dude. And not only that, but like it, the ones that we were in, I don't know if they had heated it wrong or whatever. But anytime my ass touched like close to the bottom, it was burning my ass. So it was oh, like so the heater in the bottom. The heater in the bottom was like burning my ass. So I was having to do like this, I don't know what you call it, like arch my back like in the doing mud. Dips. Yeah, I was like doing dips in the mud. <laughs> and then it's fucking hot as fuck. So like my heart like starts racing. Also, I'm like, I was pretty high, but like my heart's like fucking <laughs> do, 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 do. my ass is like getting incinerated by this thing. And oh like, my god. And you went to a janky place. I, I'm Janky Mud Bath Place. Not gonna argue. That's actually the name of the place. <laughs> Janky's Mud Bath Place. <laughs> Where does the expression janky come from? Like a, a janky, like a, a shitty, ver a clunky version. That one might be racist. Gotta be careful. That one might be one of them secret racist words you didn't know it was racist. Oh, fuck. You've been saying janky, and they're like, well, let me bring you back oh, to. Man. The genocide of the, the Iguam people and Jesus, what? I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Huh? What is the etymology janky? of janky? No idea. That's why I, I asked. Are you sure you don't know, Joe? I definitely don't know. I'm a hundred percent innocent. What do we got? <laughs> he just dies. I just want to make sure that I'm not stepping over any boundaries by using janky, because I want to be a good ally. There's probably it's probably not connected to anything. It just sounds like a word. It sounds, sounds like a bad word. It's, I think it. Was close to junky. Oh, there you go. Oh. Switch to janky. I'm trying oh. to read through this quick. That, well, that, that does offend me. That's I don't like the term junky. Janky's good. 
Janky's like like you got a car with a fucked up brake. You know, that's this fucking janky yeah. brake job. It's I got not that old car. though. Only in the nineties. It's like this first I might have invented it. Found it. <laughs> no, Maybe that. if I did. Janky. It's African American no. slang Damn. from the nineties. There, that makes sense. That makes sense. Earliest citations in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So um Who wrote that? Who wrote the that? article I'm looking at is like. Uh, I mean, I like not that I know them. It's just weird. Someone like we, we hear oh, a thing um, like that. And we're like, all right, that must be true. The first book they found it in first that this person wrote the article said Rust, the longest war written by Jonathan Waldman. Huh. Uh, by the way, I'm very much yeah, kidding. If you if it, it wasn't clear, I don't really <laughs> think I made that word up. I, it's I was a, joking. Yeah, I can't find another one. It's amazing how attuned you get to like comments that you and like your brain is like you're making. I just don't want anybody to really. Th- I was thinking that like that could be misinterpreted. That's my word. I created it. What's another great word that they don't use anymore that I started using recently? Oh, fresh. I started using fresh lately. Like that looks fresh. I was, and I, I say it like, like it. that. I don't say it with a normal voice. Fresh. So it's like that looks fresh. No, you don't. Yes, I do. When things look good, fresh, fresh, things looking fresh. Oh, you get like a uh, yeah. I hear it in the back. It gets like looks fresh. vibrato there. Fresh. It's a good word. It's a good word. We need more beautiful adjectives for cool shit. So I started bringing back fresh. Hey, what's your what like? What's your like policy when like about cursing around your kids? Like you know, I gave up. I gave up. You did? Yeah, I told them just don't swear. Don't swear around other people. <laughs> there was too many times they caught me on the phone. Right. My nine-year-old especially. She's the one who's always correcting me. Hey, with your potty language. She says that? Yeah, yeah. She, she's hilarious. She likes to correct me. I try not to say it as much as I would say it with you. But every now and then, I'm, <clears throat> I'll let a fuck word fly or a shit word fly. But it has to make sense. Dude, the funniest story would I realize I say it too much was when my daughter was three. We were uh, we had gone skiing together and we were all packing up our stuff, and her helmet did not go in her bag. It wasn't in her bag, and uh, I'm like, all right, everybody packed up, and uh, uh, I'm like, hey, uh, your helmet and your bag, and she looks at the helmet, looks at the bag, and she just goes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing a little, and me and my wife were just like, "Oh no!" It did it. Three. It, she knew, but that's the right word to use. Shit. What are we doing? Like, we we aren't even in that world. We, you and I are not even in that world. Like the world of you can't say words. All right. You can't say that word at work. We yeah. don't even live in that world. Yeah. And yet we're raising our kids for that world. That seems to be to be a little crazy. And I understand. Like, look, if I worked in an office somewhere or if I had to deal with people professionally, I wouldn't be dropping F-bombs all day. You mm-hmm. can't. People mm-hmm. get upset. They don't like it. They want you to behave yep. like a business person. They'll turn you into human resources yeah. if you have a funny joke about Puerto Ricans. You can't. You can't. There's no jokes. There's no laughter. You can't. You gotta. So, when you're telling your kids not to say certain words around other people, you're telling them that because you want them to be polite. You don't want people right. to feel uncomfortable. But you should never have them think that there's something wrong with those fucking words. Right. Those words are important. You right. know, and I can't really explain it to them because I can't really say it the way I want to say it. It would just be too sensitive. Like I couldn't say. I can't say. Sometimes when someone's telling you something that you know isn't true. And they're telling you, you want to be able to look in the eye and go, hey, that guy's a fucking idiot. 
Mm. But I can't say that to a nine-year-old. Right. It's just too intense. Right. It's too intense. Right. Like, if you say this person's an idiot, that's one thing. But if you say this person's a fucking idiot, yeah. that's a different thing. It's another level of thing. And you need to know what's what. Especially when the shit goes down. You need to know who's just a dummy and who's a fucking idiot. Right. Right? Some guys just make mistakes or they think they know better or they do something stupid and it puts everybody at risk. Yeah. But they're not doing it on purpose. Right. And then there's some people that think they want to run the whole show. And right. Those people are fucking idiots. Right. There's certain people that steal from you. They'll break in your house when they know you're not home. Yeah. Those people are fucking idiots. Right. I know what you right? mean. Yeah. There's a different level. And if we don't use the right words... So what are we doing? We're going to limit a kid's ability to express themselves? Right. The words aren't changing. They're, they're not changing you. They're not changing. It's, it's just another tool for expression. And swear words, like really swear words, you're going to stop using swear words. No. You're going to make people upset about swear words. Get the fuck out of here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, no, no. I know, man. I just like, I get it. I, I That's like kind of my, my wife and I have decided that. And like some of my friends or parents have also said, just teach them not to say those words. Just teach them to be nice. To win, or when the right time to say those words <laughs> is. It's just like listening to like, I don't know, like this morning I put on for no reason, like 10 crack commandments. And like I, my, <laughs> then like my, my son was in the other room and like he comes walking in, like he's just learning to dance. And then I pick him up, he's laughing and we're dancing. And then I'm like, oh fuck, we're dancing to the 10 crack commandments right now. Like he doesn't know what, what what's being said, but you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, I don't know wow. if I even, even, the, even, the, even though he doesn't, even the fact he probably hopefully doesn't understand at least Hopefully does it. I still like, I don't know that. It's like you're saying it's too much. The energy's too intense. It's too. Yeah, it's very I, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain, there's, you know, you, you don't, you want to shelter them a little bit from the, the, the most dark shit. Like you don't want to show your kid some murder movie, like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan when they're four. You don't want to say, sit down. Yeah. This is what happens when people go to war. This is the closest that we have. That represents what war is like, yeah. right? Da, 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 da. Ah! Yeah. Seeing people's guts hanging out and legs blown off. Yeah. You're not going to show that to a four-year-old. Never. All right. Me neither. That's what it seems like if I act like I act with my friends around little kids. So I, I, I pull it in a lot. A lot. But occasionally I'll, I'll say a shit. Sure. Or something. But I don't – I just try to there's, – there's words that – I don't want to lose. Like I, and I, I the only reason why I think a lot of like these swear words like the F word or the shit word or whatever, if you're at work and you can't say those, like why not? Like what is that? What kind of job is that? Like what right. what are we we're we're all the grown-ups now. Remember when we were children, we thought that there was a system that was put in place by enlightened beings and these enlightened beings knew the adults they knew better. We resisted but we thought they eventually were correct. Yes. And then you get to be a certain age you're like, "Oh, that's nonsense. There's no adults. There's just people that got older." Right? right? There's just people. So as people, the the that you have to limit your language. The only thing that's good is when someone who you don't expect to says, get the fuck out of here. When they say it's even better. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, sure. Like a woman that you would think would be like like very reserved, very professional. And she's like, that chick's a cunt. Like, you're like, no! Yeah. I love that. When you realize someone you thought was a square is not only not a square, but like a million times more out there than you are. But they're like <laughs> they're trapped. They, yeah. Or, or they're yeah. in camo. They yeah. just have like figured out a way to like 
not reveal to you or to the world that because they they like understood it's a little easier if people don't realize that unless you're around cool people. Those are the best moments when that window opens up and and you realize, oh, fuck, man, I, I'm such a dope. I had you completely <laughs> pegged as something that you're not at all. And those are really like, whoa, fuck, what's that cough? It's not real. It's a marijuana cough. I know, man. I hate. I'm a hypochondriac, <laughs> Joe, with allergies. Everybody is now. I have allergies. I have seasonal allergies, and you know, anytime before this was happening, anytime I would get sick, I'd be like, "Well, this might be the end." And now, like all of us who are like that, we're like, re- it's really intense, man. Because like any demonstration, you know, I my birthday was the other day. We got like. You know, they deliver booze in L.A. now. Like, they'll deliver mixed drinks to you now. They'll probably deliver bullets. You what? probably get bullets brought to your door now. Hopefully not too fast. <laughs> but I'm sorry. <laughs> Quick bullet delivery. <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, anyway, man, I, like, I, like, I was just hung over, you know. But there was, there was a moment where I'm like, is this a hangover? Am I? Mm. There is this, like, what's this headache? And, you know, what's going, that's the, to me, that's the part of this thing that's, you know, I don't, I haven't seen it get acknowledged that much. It's like just the psychological pressure of what's going on. Like the way Mm -hmm. it's got to be like, you know, just psychologically, like think of all the people you and I know who are already teetering at the very edge of sanity. And like, imagine them alone in an apartment for a month with like the news telling them that we don't know when we can let you out. Like, whoa, how many people are, like, really losing their shit? And, like, I'm not losing my shit, but at least a couple of times a day, I'll have a real claustrophobic moment. Like, I can't explain it. It's like a, uh, I don't know if it's a panic attack. It's not, it's just like this sense of, like, oh, this fucking sucks. I don't want to drive by Trader Joe's and see people wearing face masks with six feet in between each of them and the fucking weirdness of it all. And people are driving weird right now. And it's just like, what the fuck? People are driving weird. Yeah. Real aggressive. Yeah, man. That, 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 you know, I don't, people, I don't think are acknowledging the fact that, and they need to, that if you're feeling, if you're feeling a little off right now, that's normal. Like you probably sh- should acknowledge that, you know, or at least like otherwise people are going to start thinking they're really going nuts mm-hmm. when it's like, no, you just have some kind of like probably a new mental illness will be. There'll probably be a new name for a covid related mental illness, you know, like pandemic associated claustrophobia syndrome or some shit like right. that, you know, some like thing that is a new thing because we've never had to do this before. Of course, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, do you know how many people are going to get sued for this? Do you know, I mean, how, how many people are going to sue the government for the close downs? You know how many people are going to go crazy? Right. and Yeah. How many businesses are going to be lost? How many lives are turned upside down? You know how many people? Fuck, man. Divorces. Oh, my God. So many. Yeah. Dude, so many. You know, people forced in these high-pressure situations that they didn't anticipate. And then some people falling apart. And people with drug problems that, that yeah. accelerate because they need a relief. They yeah. get anxiety from all this. Yeah, man. And we're just beginning it, man. I mean, it's just begin- we're we're still three weeks away from at least here with this uh, state is going to open up, right? May fifteenth. Yeah. But what do you think is going to happen in Georgia? Do you think when they when they open Georgia back up, you're going to get like another another series of people that have it? Uh, or do you think it's going to be? What do you think? If you had a guess, 
man, that's the pro. I, I have no debt. All the data sources are so. Some of them are so very different. It seems like yeah. that it's like you know you you have people who've won Nobel prizes, you know, saying what they think it is, and you have other people who are doctors saying what they think it is, and those things don't quite match to the right. point where it comes down to it's not like what I think is going to happen. It's what I hope is going to happen, which is like that it just it, not only that it the curve keeps flattening maybe not necessarily because I, I just maybe because the it's mutating maybe because herd immunity maybe because you know i don't know who to believe you turn on fox news you see one story you turn on cnn you see the other story you go on the internet it's a fucking meteor that's gonna hit you go you know <laughs> you, it depends on who you're talking to and 5g F- 5g <clears throat> you know a variety of things a a, a, a low-level bioweapon that's being combined with a horrific like like powerful psyops operation <laughs> who the fuck knows joe we don't know so it's like the the that to me is the 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 real unnerving quality of this outside of worrying like if you go outside like every time you cough i'm like mother fuck i should have worn my mask i'm doomed when my wife sees it she's gonna fucking kill my ass but like that you know just that those moments that would normally just go completely unnoticed i like those those to me that new reality to get highlighted yeah and and brother that that is like that's another form of virus it's fear and it's it's paranoia and it's like it's a it's a meme that spreads so it changes your outlook changes the way you interact with life yeah it changes your outlook and it it changes the actual course of your life like you'll you'll be operating with fear and operating with anxiety and everyone's thrust into that without anything bad that they've done that to for no fault of their own they're thrust into the situation where even though they've worked really hard they've been really disciplined they've done the right thing they've been conservative they take care of their health all the all the all the checks everything but still all of a sudden work goes away yeah for everybody yeah Nobody did anything wrong. So everybody's thrust into this situation. It's really the ultimate haves and have-nots moment, you know? And it's for what's really interesting is, like, right when Bernie Sanders just stepped out of the race. Like, this is the example of why we need some sort of comprehensive plan for everybody if everything goes wrong. Yeah, man. This is right right here. Like, the idea that capitalism moves the world, yes, it does. I mean, it, it seems to motivate most of what we do. But the idea that there's there's not more that we can do for the people of the community, for, of, of the United States of yeah. America, as a community. Right. Is that health care and education and stop people from being robbed. Like, stop, stop some predatory lending. Stop all these things that you can clearly see people are just getting fucked over from. Yeah. Spend more money on health care. Like, we need that now. Like, yeah, we went through a nice, sweet spot. Where there was no real problems other than occasionally little blips of bad flus and bad diseases yeah. and we squashed them real quick. This is a big one. It right. hit the whole – and this is only, you know, as far as like terrible pandemics, the, the amount of people that it kills per people that get it is not as high as it is for some of the more horrendous diseases. Right. We got lucky. We should prepare for the worst. We should prepare for airborne Ebola. Okay. Right. We should prepare for all that shit. We should think about it the uh. way we think about arms races. Yeah. Like how much money they put it into the military and how much money they put into the, the war against viruses. Well, the right. war against viruses just killed 50,000 people at home. Imagine if China 
just had just launched missiles into American cities and killed 50,000 people. We would be at fucking war. All of our resources would be dedicated to that, right? Right. Well, why aren't all of our resources being dedicated to fighting off fucking diseases and viruses? This is a real wake-up call for that. It's also a wake-up call for power grid people, people that are worried about the power grid go down. It's a wake-up call for people that haven't had food stockpiled in their house. Wake-up call for people that are living extended, uh, you know, like they've really extended their reach as far as the how much their rent is and how much their car payment is. And yeah. they, they're, they're really stretching it. Well, boom, something like this happens and you're, you're never going to play catch-up. Right. You're barely keeping up with your lifestyle before all this went down. Yeah. And again, through no fault of your own. So you got to kind of prepare now. People are going to have to look at this like, okay, now we know something can happen that we never thought could happen before and the whole world shuts down. Yeah. Now we know. That's it. But we should, we should act accordingly in like how we run things. Now we know. Well, that's the silver lining. I mean, like, that's the silver line. It's like when you have a thing happen that you realize, like, you know, whatever. Like, in, in your car, you get lucky, and you yeah. notice that the tire is, like, super flat. And you fill, you fill it up. You just didn't notice or whatever. You see a thing, and it saves you from a later fucking thing that could have been a million times worse. But, you know, man, the wake-up call to me is, like, it's no joke that you need to at least be on, like, some terms with your neighbors and it's no joke that you need to understand how to do like how to grow food out of the ground and some like basic first aid and stuff like that and also to always have gas in your car man like you know we the other day went to get groceries and like fucking the you know left a credit card at the house right and like the, but the car was kind of low on fuel because I hadn't gassed it up like I should have, right? And the combination of suddenly not being able to put gas in the car and these two dumb mistakes, it wasn't just a normal shitty day where your car runs out of gas. Now it's your car's run out of gas during a pandemic, meaning you got to call mm. somebody to come and get put gas in your car or walk somewhere to get gas. That's a whole different walk than before. And that's asking someone to come and help you is kind of like asking them, hey, would you mind like taking a chance i mean i know you're wearing a mask and everything but you know what i mean so suddenly fuck-ups in this kind of environment they mean a lot more than fuck-ups in like the previous world that we were in and that's teaching me a real kind of responsibility you know like having some cash on hand like Mm -hmm. stuff like that like yeah what we you know we should always be doing that and to me, that is one of the, you know, and I hate using, everyone's using the term silver lining right now. And it's like, anytime you say it, it's like, yeah, it's a silver lining on like people who, who drowned in their own fucking mucus. It's not the, you know, it's, it's yeah. fucked up. But I guess one of the silver linings in it is just that, the, the fact that it's like, look, man, Trump just was talking about maybe we should inject ourselves with Lysol. <laughs> Okay. How, how crazy is that video? Have you seen the one when they focus on the lady who's a science advisor and she's sitting there listening to him say all this shit? Yeah. Yeah. Have you it, seen that? I have. You only see, I, I've Sam seen Harris that. tweeted it. And it's, uh, he said, uh, when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you. Ah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You know, and but also in that look, you know, I saw I saw her thinking like, listen, motherfuckers, who's in line? You want to have you want this job? I'm doing what I can yeah. to steer this crazy ship as right. best as I fucking can. And there's not much I could do. But it's like, you know, you see somebody seriously say to an entire planet <laughs> that it might be a good idea to inject Lysol into let your me, body. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let me hear it. Start from the beginning. 
I think you got to actually double click on it. And on my computer, I had to to get the sound out of it. Nothing. Like what the fuck? Do you hear that whisper? No, I don't hear. That was Duncan. That was me. It's haunted. <laughs> anyway. Bottom line is he's saying wacky shit and the focus is on this lady. And as she's watching him, she's like, I can't even fucking believe I have to handle this. Yeah. And she does. <laughs> Dude, that. To, but to me, like, I see we it. could get the disinfectant into their body. That's uh, maybe possible. We could get them to drink Lysol. Right. <laughs> Powerful light. We could uh, use light to uh, yeah. kill it from outside or inside. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. There you go. Because you see a thing like that and it's like, okay, lean into that. Like, that's going to, like, lean into that is the thing that you can count on. That's a thing saying inject Lysol. That's the kind of thing where, like, in, your craziest friend, if they said that to you, you would you'd be considering, like, calling their, their friends or their mom to be like, hey, Jack, he's having, like, a hardcore manic episode. He's talking about injecting Lysol into himself. You better do something. That's the fucking president. And to me, what that tells me is, like, Motherfucker, you need gas in your car. You need to make sure your phone is juiced up. You, you know what I mean? You need to make sure yeah. that you are like... You got to be ready. You got to be ready because if, if, if we like think we're going to lean into some like imaginary hammock made of like people who t are saying that we should inject ourselves with Lysol, then, we're made, then it's our fault. That's your... Because, you know, it's like, let's imagine, let's say you went and you, I don't know, you went into the forest and you got attacked by a tiger. But right before you went in the tiger, you into the forest, you said to somebody, hey, do you think I should go in that forest? There are tigers there. And they're like, no. And then they start shooting up with Lysol. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you go in that forest and the tag, tiger gets you, that's your fault. You fucking listen to a dude who thought you could shoot up Lysol. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> ah! uh, imagine, what was he thinking while he was saying that? He's probably like, there's got to be an intelligent way to get out of this fucking subject that I've already started and I'm already like coming up with uh, perhaps, uh, for instance, uh, maybe you could, uh, maybe you could. So, supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you powerful said light. that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, it's supposing like, you put the light head. inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. Mm. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning because you see it gets in the lungs and it's <laughs> a, cleaning. a tremendous number of the lungs so it'd be interesting to check yeah. a cleaning a cleaning of the lungs can we take your lungs out Just and Lysol. spray them with Lysol spray them down put your lungs through a car wash like what is a, yeah what a crazy thing to say I mean a cleaning a cleaning <laughs> give them a cleaning yeah. You imagine like being his doctor and you have to listen to him say this like uh so why don't you uh do like the the disinfectant you yeah. know inside as like a cleaning. Can you dip my liver and bleach? <laughs> Can you take my liver out and just microwave oh. it? I yeah, I you know, so to me you see that and it's like okay, well, 
I'm, I'm not quite certain that that is where I'm going to get my data stream from because that's a Lysol person. And then, but then we, but then there must be like a thing we can do regardless of the fact that clearly, bro, you wouldn't even talk like that on a podcast, dude. I would never say that in a Ima million years. But, but imagine, imagine you have zero expertise in a certain subject. You're talking to someone who's like some expert, yeah, in this said subject, and you're proposing these outlandish. Like you're on a podium, you're not even having a, a private conversation. Yeah, in front of everybody, you're somehow or another having a side conversation, where you're proposing these ridiculous ideas that show that you don't understand yeah. how disinfectant works. Like why? Why is that even conversation even taking place? Also, the other thing is because he did ask the question. That is a time for someone on that side of the room to go. No, look at her. You can't. She, why she knows she, she can't do that. Because, right. She knows if she interrupts him and goes, "What? You can't do that. You can't inject disinfection." He'd probably be upset. And she wants to do the best work that she can right. do. And this is just some nonsense she has to handle along the way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just so. a bad path. Hey, look. First of all, I mean, look. The guy works some ungodly amount of hours in a day, right? He's gonna do some dumb shit. Like and and he wings it a lot, right? So he probably was stuck on that conversation of things that might be able to be done, and uh, maybe uh, you could do a strong ultraviolet light, like in the skin. Then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh my God, I'm I'm laying out possible ways that you could cure this." There, I better keep going. I better have more than one. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah disinfectant. That's right, disinfectant, disinfectant. Maybe inside or outside. They have a way of doing that." Yeah. And then you say, I I, and then he goes to her, like he's looking for support. Like uh, I think you said maybe. I think you said maybe you're looking at that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> it definitely has that sense of like when you had to give a report at school and you hadn't prepared <laughs> for it. <laughs> That's it! That's exactly what it's like! Yeah. Well, who were the Assyrian rebels? Well, they were from Assyria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were... They, they were, were rebels. Yes, and, this, and, 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 and uh, I heard they were tremendous rebels. They were fighters. <laughs> they fought, and they fought long and hard <laughs> in Syria, in oh areas around Syria. And some people in areas around Syria referred to them as rebels and said they were some of the most intense rebels in the region. No, Assyria. It's a different place. You're, Duncan, you wrote a report about the wrong place. Oh. Assyrian. I, I was different... saying that. You heard me wrong. F oh. Yeah, you just heard me wrong. That's... I can't give you an A. Yeah, man. There's like... And How I... many times did you bullshit your way through? Like those things in in high school, <laughs> bullshit every every time a lot of a lot of the times, man. I mean, I got like, I think it was the red badge of courage, which even now I can't remember what if it's. A, I think it's about the Revolutionary War, um, and I believe that in a, I didn't read it at all. Clearly, I didn't read it because I still can't remember. <laughs> which war it was about, but I remember just having not read the book at all, having to write a report on it, where I, I think I said it in Vietnam or something, like, or in, maybe it was the Civil War, and that she was just like, that's not even the war that it was that it happened at. <laughs> you know, like, completely failed. Like, and not, that, one of those, one of those Fs where the teacher's angry. They carve it into yeah, the paper. Yeah, they carve it in. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Dude, I found out about Cliff Notes when I was in high school. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is a gift from God. Yeah. Cliff Notes. You just got to buy it on your own. You got to buy the book. But yep. it's, a, it's a way more. You can read it in an hour. That's right. <laughs> it's like fucking. But it still sucked. You had to pay money for a Cliff Note. I mean, that yeah, was... but I thought it was cheating. I was like, they're cheating, though. They're giving you a way to, like, this is not how, so you can learn better. This is so you can pass the test. Right. That's what this is. Sure. So you're giving me, like, oh, yeah. And then Mikey said to her, get off my fucking porch. That, yeah. That's page 30. That's, yeah. yeah. There was a little grayer a few years ago where kids could just copy and paste other people's reports for from years past because they were all digital and teachers didn't know this was a thing they could check. They oh now have checking God. tools to, to find out plagiarism and whatnot, but oh my God. so many kids probably for a few years just did literally nothing. Oh, I'm sure. disaster. That's I'm right. sure. You get out of school and you graduate high school, you can't read. Like, what? You can't read? I didn't, I didn't pay attention. I can't. Just play video games. I yeah. can read like a little bit of video game stuff. Yeah, just made my way through. Well, I mean, you know, there's like that's one of the, isn't that, no, the people who went to, who recently went to jail for like bribe, for getting their kids into college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a version of that, except with your kids, right? You're like, you're like, just, they, their kids aren't, aren't, aren't supposed to be in college because they haven't done any work in high school and they don't know what they're doing. But if you pay enough money, you get them in there. Mm. It's like, and also, aren't they doing some thing where they get people to go and take SATs for your kid? Like, you figure out a way to, like, it's an identity theft thing where you can even get someone to go and, like, do the test as your kid using fake ID and mm. shit. So it's like an, you send in an operative that isn't your kid to take the test so you can get into a nice school. Mm. That whole thing was so crazy. They spent so much money to get kids in school. Yeah. That didn't want to be good students. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Almost like you think you could buy buy a kid's way to enthusiastic focus. That Well, there you go. I mean, there's the whole problem, isn't it? What that, is that? This, was, this is from the district attorney's office in Massachusetts. One of the photos that was used to show this girl's uh, rowing, mm -hmm. uh, high school rowing career that she got a scholarship on. That's a workout machine. Oh, wow. And that was supposed to be like, yeah, look at her in her varsity. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. So, so there was the no this photos of her actually good. rowing out yeah. on a boat? That's part of the thing. Like having people take tests, they went and staged photos too to be like, look, the person oh did my that. God. It's all allegedly according to the court. But. Do you imagine how mad real rowers would be at you if they found out you got a scholarship based on a fucking a rowing machine there. photo? Wait, hold on. You'd be it. so mad. Was it for scholarships or was it just get, trying to get them in? I trying to believe get them it was just in, to get in. I don't think they got scholarships, no. but like, they were, but to be on the rowing team, you know, or whatever it's called, uh, I forget off the top of my head. Is it like good for your GPA or no, some shit? I mean, it's a way to get in. Oh, like, you know, way to get in. Yeah. Oh, right. So that and the it's bribe. Like extracurricular activity kind of stuff yeah. on your record and whatnot. So they just, they fudged that and then bribed the rest of it. Do you think the kids knew? Yeah. Yeah, you could, you know when your parents like, hey, we just bought this rowing machine. Why? Just don't worry about it. We're just gonna take a picture of you in a rowing machine. Like, sure, you know, you're you're getting a picture taken of you to try to get you into this school that your dad went to or whatever. You're complicit to some degree. Like, yeah, you, you have to be a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. Go you're, to that picture. She doesn't even. She hasn't even broke a sweat. <laughs> well, it has her face covered up, so you can't see. But I want to see. Close in on that. She didn't look sweaty to me. Crew is the word I was trying to think of. She looks like she's Crew. barely started exercising. There's another one down here, too. 
Yeah. Come on, son. I don't see no sweat. That's a better one. Because look, stop. Go up. Look at that. That's a gray sweat, uh, gray t-shirt. Gray t-shirts look oh, yeah. sweaty instantly. Yeah. Instantly. This is hilarious. She probably pulled it back a couple times. Am I done yet? <laughs> God, you can't even get me in the USC. <laughs> Fucking loser. My father's a loser and he takes pills. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, dude. <laughs> Me I want you to love me. Well, get me in a fucking UFC. All my friends are going, dude. The thing that's really fucked up is like, there's some kid whose parents like like are are making twenty k a year, who's working his fucking ass off, you know, like just like somehow managing to like study nonstop to try to get into a good school. Who doesn't get into the school because of that shit? That's mm. the that's the satanic part. Is like they buy their way in, and that's someone's place. They mm. have a limited number of places, meaning like theoretically, yeah. someone doesn't get into the school who could be the person who is gonna, you know, invent teleportation or some shit yeah, isn't that weird with schools like you have your first choice you got your second choice like, yeah. oh, billy got his third choice fuck yeah fuck billy's going on where's he going south dakota fuck billy what's in south dakota yeah flat ground dude i get it though i i mean i get wanting to get into the, some ivy league i get illuminati it. school i think that'd be cool because especially you know, if you're in if you're in the illuminati and your kids are dope shit <laughs> Illuminati with an embarrassing kid. And if you like, I, like I don't, I don't swear that much around my kids. My kids don't know how I talk around my friends. What if that's how it is with like Illuminati too? Like these kids don't even know their parents were in the Illuminati. Yeah, you know, and you're like, look, I'm trying to get you to be in a you know better position in life, but I was working all the time. I wasn't around. I didn't push you hard enough. No shit. Are but they, I got you into Yale. Or they fucking know you're in it, and they're just like, you're like, did you get into my fucking adrenochrome again? They're like breaking into your vaults, you know, taking your fucking mm. like goblets of blood and drinking <laughs> it at parties. Don't drink any more of my blood. You have to stop this. You know? You like, join them into Skull and Bones. Don't they bring their kids to Skull and Bones? I don't think so. I think they do. I think they, they once they, they're in, their son turns 30, they say, son, I'm going to show you something. They take them. Take them to the skull and bones, oh, don't they? To bring them in. No, you. If you go to school there, you get into it, right? That's how you. I think that's how you get to the, in the school. It's that's like how you get in stuff, right? Legacy. Is that called. how you get in, or is that how you get in skull and bones? Well, like I would not. I don't. I don't think the whole school gets to be skull and no, bones. No, no, no. But that's that's how you get accepted. Is what I meant. That's how you get into the school. Isn't that funny? Like if you're in a place like Yale, which is very exclusive and very prestigious already, some creeps like that's not enough. I want to get in the secret cult. Dick yeah. sucking society. What yeah. do they do? They don't suck dicks, do they? Well, wasn't, you know what? Wasn't there a rumor that they make each other blow each other on, on uh, take photos of it so that they uh, they have something over them? That was what's one of the crazy online conspiracy one theories, of the right? Yeah. That they they make every guy suck a dick and they take Polaroids of it, and so they always have it. They hold over you. I think that's just fraternity <laughs> stuff, but yeah. Is that normal fraternity <laughs> stuff? I, I mean, Bert's talked about that biscuit right. thing whatever for it yeah they would jerk off on a biscuit yeah. right yeah that's the circle jerk thing and the last guy to come had yeah. to eat the biscuit but no one's really doing it except for the one idiot that yeah that one guy who can't it. come because he's just jerking off thinking <laughs> about guys all the time and he <laughs> just go yeah I, I sucked a bunch of my friends dicks who's fucking cares i mean th aren't we in a time now where like like a picture of me emerges sucking all my friends dicks i think there's more to so it than what? that i think they peg you or something they take pictures so of them wearing a strap on and so you got pegged yeah you but some people don't want everybody you know they want to rise through the branch at raytheon and get to the top Everyone at Raytheon gets pegged. Like, well, you know, that's 
just like fuck it. Like yeah, we all get pegged. Now what? Well, so what? We're inventing bombs. Now you know, yeah. like who cares? Of course we get pegged. Yeah, but the guy's wearing a goat costume. So what? I like to wear a goat costume when I get pegged. <laughs> I like too much kinky shit. It's like, God damn it, I hope we get to a time where like they take pictures of someone doing a fucking thing that's legit fucked up so that, you know, and they get banished for it. It's like, I'm, God forbid, like, I can't even imagine the Polaroids that could emerge of weird shit I've done, you know? I've got, I could only imagine. You can't imagine. I can't. Uh, but that being said, it's like, yeah, I wonder what, what, I think what, the initiation i get it like it is it look let's face it you're not gonna it's probably it fun here. to be a part of a little tiny group that's a part of an exclusive group right you got the exclusive group that's yale and then you get the little skull and bones we all get together all brothers in the in in the room you know like, what, they probably have like secret words they have to say in latin yeah. and shit yeah i mean we well, that's the thing the the I imagine, based on the way I have come to understand things, whatever it is, is way more boring than we imagine. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, when you don't know what a thing is, you always project right. the worst thing on it. <clears throat> My guess is it's boring as fuck. It's probably just some college bullshit yeah. where people who are in a frat sit around and, like, make dumb jokes and do stupid shit, and it's nothing. They and probably don't even peg you. They probably just take a Polaroid of your asshole. Got it. Look. Mm. We got you. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, we have File a picture of your Wilson. asshole. It's your soul's uh, fingerprint. Don't show anybody. Please it's don't. your soul's fingerprint. Imagine <laughs> your asshole told a lot about you. <laughs> That's the like big discovery. You look discovery. at a person's eyes, you know, and you see their soul. It's the windows to the soul. What if the asshole... Is like you can really know whether you like someone just by looking at their asshole. Uh, but something like, about the asshole tells you things. Books come out decoding your asshole. Yeah, you know, like people read hands, they read fingerprints. Yeah. Why can't they read assholes? I bet assholes tell you a lot, just like uh, someone's eyebrows do. Like someone's got like mean eyebrows, like, whoa, that guy looks aggressive. A I don't palm trust reader. if a guy's got big, thick, bushy eyebrows and he's not mean, I get suspicious. <laughs> he's all friendly. With these big crazy fucking eyebrows, but all the villains have big crazy eyebrows. They're all angry. Yeah, they all have crazy eyebrows. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like, man. I, for one, here's probably for sure. We don't know that you can't tell a person's future from their asshole yet, because no one's know. thought of it. That could be the new thing that people pick up as a business during this pandemic. Yeah, asshole reading. Yeah. <laughs> or what if it's like a? What if it's like a? There's an app. Scan it. A scan. It's <laughs> your discounts. A QR code. Your <laughs> asshole flats into a QR code. All this time we've been yeah. looking for alien signals from space. We didn't know it was in our assholes. Yeah, it was all all of the photos of our assholes. If you put them together on a grid, it gives us the diagram of how to build a spaceship to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we weird. just have to have all the photos. It's like a giant jigsaw puzzle with eight billion pieces. You take eight billion assholes and you put them on a grid, and you'll see the schematics. Behold, it'll tell us exactly when the the sun's gonna supernova. Are, about 50 years. Maybe. What if that's what the quantum computer, the first thing it says is, I need pictures of all the assholes on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like <laughs> if you vote, you have to show a photo of your asshole before you vote. You have yeah. to have it on your phone. And that's your thing. <laughs> Instead because, of the thumbprint. You no, know, thumbprints are not exact. Assholes are exact. Exact. And they don't get changed by workouts. <gasps> Or they don't like, you know, your thumbprint, your hands can get bigger. It could be a little bit different. 
Or how do you know? I don't know that assholes don't get changed from workouts. Well, they can. One thing they can do with your thumbprint, right? Some people burn their prints off. You can't really burn. Well, you can, I guess you could burn the <sighs> your asshole into a, an un, unreadable. That's one of the levels yeah, of the tired CIA. Of reading your asshole. I can't get a good relationship because people keep reading my asshole wrong. Fuck. <laughs> Look, I'm more than my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end with that. Okay. Dude, we just did three and a half hours. Holy shit, man. It was I know. Like so it's crazy. Bad. It's four o'clock already. <clears throat> uh, listen, man, your show looks amazing. I'm very excited for you. I'm very happy Thank for you. you. Tell people once again, it's on Netflix. Thanks, Joe. It's on Netflix. It's called The Midnight Gospel. Please just watch it. It's like, yeah, it's it's. I'm very proud of it, and I think you'll enjoy it. DuncanTrussell.com. Uh, Duncan Trussell on Twitter, Duncan Trussell on Instagram. Duncan Trussell Family Hour Podcast. Yes. Thank you, brother. I love Thank you. Thank you, brother. I love always, you, too. Always good to see you, man. This Happy was Christmas. really fun. Thank you. Bye, everybody. See you. <laughs> that was so oh. fun, dude. Dude, that was...